another giant superhero release. And one that's very near and dear to old T-Max's heart. We're talking about the DC Warner Brothers release of Shazam! Was it as good as Troy hoped it would be? I don't know. I guess we'll have to find out. <laughs> With a very heartbroken Troy on a very... <laughs> on a very might, uh, might kill him edition of the review... Review. See my numbs, my power man, the flu. Shazam! Then he shits his pants. <laughs> Welcome to the Review Review, a show where two small town dudes give you our big, shocking opinions. I ran out of breath during that, but I'm also Troy to the Max Extreme. I'm worried what'll happen if Troy didn't like this movie. Uh, Been talking up Shazam for a long time, Troy. Time will tell. I got my Shazam fridge right got over your here. Shazam fridge right there. <laughs> it's you, you could just say Shazam and there's beer in it. <laughs> if only. <laughs> I know, my God. But Somebody I'm should I'm, invent that. I'm, I'm curious to see uh, what comes out of this. Same. Chelsea actually asked me what you th- I thought that you thought of it. Yeah. And I also was like, I'm not really sure. I think he might lean this way, but sometimes you surprise me. We'll see. This might this might legit end our friendship tonight. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> you might hear a bloodbath. <laughs> <laughs> just not talking, just visceral guttural noises of us splitting our skulls <laughs> open. Yep. Uh, but that's all at the top of the hour. Before we get into that, let's dabble into a little bit of the news. But why don't we just load up that mail screen what? right away? Because I got something for us. You're from- testing me. <laughs> You're testing my, my abilities with this good old-fashioned mail screen. <laughs> Times two. So we have a bit of correspondence from good old pal OJ. Heck once yeah. Again. The good one. Yes, the good one. And not the drink. He wears two gloves. <laughs> and they fit. And they fit. <laughs> um, he sent actually a very long letter, which I, if you're a fan of all the stuff that I'm on, I will read the letter in full on the next Charm Type episode. Okay. But I'm going to snip out a little snippet that is just for the show in uh, centric episode. Good. Uh, he goes on before to say that he sent us a gift, and it, it is of the drinkable variety. Heck yeah. And uh, I'm going to jump in right where he's talking about the stuff for us. But there's more than just... Oh, wait. But there's more than just that one bottle in the box, you say. Yes, there is. Uh, well, yeah. I also included a bottle of 100 proof, very old Barton whiskey. My goodness. I have it right in front of me. It's a very nice looking bottle. It is very nice. Uh, I think this one is also only distributed in Kentucky. So, Ooh. got a very uh, good pal there getting stuff across state lines. <laughs> <laughs> it's from a different distillery from the one. He also got us a bottle, uh, me and Dave, a bottle of something different. That's only available in Kentucky. Fantastic. Um, But it falls in the same category as the other whiskey that he got. And 
as far as price and quality. I think it's a little bit sweeter than the Double H, which is the other one that he got uh, me and Dave. And I usually get a banana tasting note from this that he doesn't get from most bourbons. Hmm. There's two bottles. Oh, wait, I, because one is for Imperius Rex and one's for Review Review because he's a generous human being. Fantastic. I realized the other day that I've sort of been giving JT a hard time on Twitter the last few weeks. <laughs> and I didn't really want him to get the impression that I didn't like him. <laughs> it's okay, I get that impression from a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. He gets, a lot, he gets a lot of shit online. <laughs> You can decide which show gets which bottle. I chose the higher proof for this show. Of course. <laughs> uh, I really don't think one is better than the other. I like them both a lot. I usually just drink them neat, but they're great in cocktails too. Uh, OJ, we're just going to be swigging out of the bottle a little bit and then give a taste test. There you go. Uh, I believe you. For one, uh, number one, I believe you. But I also don't have glasses in here for whatever yeah. reason. So I might, be... I might disinfect a few wounds I have on me with it as well. <laughs> yeah. OJ, if you don't mind. Uh, I usually drink them neat, but they're great in cocktails too, especially the very old Barton, which I have right here. For Kentuckians uh, that know their bourbon, that is usually a top choice for old fashions because it's cheap enough that you don't feel bad about mixing it with something else, but also tasty enough to make the cocktail just really Ooh. outstanding. And that's the correspondence that he got for this part of the show. Man. So let's crack this thing open and give this thing a little bit of a, a bit of a taste. Well, we've got like a fancy movie we're reviewing sometime soon. We should make some old fashions with this thing. Oh, fuck. Yeah, we should. Here, fuck I'll give you yeah. first first right. taste on this thing. Let me get a sniff real quick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep, it's... I'm feeling it. I'm feeling all right. <laughs> Here we go. Ooh, that was a good ASMR, too. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You can definitely... <laughs> the potency is hitting my throat. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. I don't quite get the banana. No, I don't get it either. It, it's definitely... <coughs> yeah. It sneaks up on your throat. But that 100-proof <laughs> does sneak up on you. Yeah. It gave my. But that's gave, really good. Gave my. Uh, it gave the hang down in my throat a nice little hug there at the end. <laughs> but yeah, that. Oh my God, OJ, that is very good. Yeah. We do not deserve this, but thank you so much. It. I. Very much appreciate when people go out of their way to give me something, especially <laughs> when, or give us something, especially for we're just two guys getting together. Right. Like this is like I, I always say to people when they ask ask me about this show, it's like our pretty much our poker night. Yep. And then we just record it and put it out there for people that want to listen to it. And the fact that people appreciate it enough where they're like, you know what, I want to give these guys something it means a lot to me. Yeah. Um. And I I've also emailed them back saying that uh, a good deed doesn't go unreciprocated. So uh, OJ, you you can be looking forward to something coming back to you. Heck as yeah. Chelsea downs the rest of the bottle. Yeah. Chelsea is now drinking the rest of the bottle as we speak. <laughs> Rubbing that belly. That baby wants that whiskey so bad. Yeah. But yeah, so be looking something uh, from the Review Review podcast. Oh, yeah. Coming down to... Ooh, maybe a mug. Maybe a mug. Maybe a mug. <laughs> maybe we should get some only limited merch and give him some stuff. Oh, yeah. Would you like that, OJ? We can get limited merch, I think. Can 
Can't Why not? The internet has everything. Yeah. <laughs> Don't judge us. Shit, I just ordered a tricycle. I mean... Oh, did you? I did order a tricycle. Oh, Good. Man. We're not waiting. for adults. Ah, oh, damn it. <sighs> I thought I was getting a tricycle. <laughs> I'm a pretty small adult, though. I can fit on it. Good job. High five. <laughs> Good Parenting ju- win. We did it. We got a birthday coming up. Good job, parents. A matter of days. <laughs> yeah. We've really been dragging our feet Mahalo. on this one. <laughs> Mahalo. Oh, yeah. All right. Do you have a piece of that cinnamon bread? Hell no. Am I cutting into that? <laughs> it's going to be a running joke for also yeah. our Monday episode. Look out, yeah, look out for our Monday app where we go into greater detail about that. No, Cole and I think you should take the entire loaf to work and just set it on the table and see who digs into it like Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I could do that. What are these apart. weird black tumors you have growing on this bread? It looks like something you would see in a rock formation. <laughs> Like, just veins of silver, but it's, it's like a, just raisins. It's got, like, <laughs> raisin geodes in it? Yeah. Well. Crack that puppy open, I bet there's not a raisin inside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be checking that social media feed. It'll be there. <laughs> awful, awful pictures of some bread I fucked up. You did. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Sea Danger. You're welcome. <laughs> but why don't we just jump right into the news now? Let's Thank do you, it. OJ. OJ, um, you're the best. Uh, enjoy the rest of the show. Yeah. Please keep make, please keep making fun of me on Twitter. I love it. Yeah, we we love a good hard time. It's great. Uh, JT, Disney Plus is coming. We can't stop it. It's getting ridiculous. Try to stop him. Bob Iger will spit in your face and kick you in your balls. He already did it. Oh, geez. He's ahead of the game on that. He's a fucking asshole. I just finally got the letter in the mail saying he was going to do that to you. Yeah. And then he sent us a bottle of bourbon also. <laughs> <laughs> uh disney plus is ex- or actually disney is expected to unveil its streaming platform april 11th which is the day that this podcast Whoa. drops uh for its investors okay to see what kind of deal they got going on here uh i read into it a little bit they're gonna actually have a lot on this streaming platform yeah um so they're gonna totally end the disney vault program yeah. And if you pay the subscription per month to have this Disney Plus, almost every single one of their animated features is going to be on here. Jesus Christ. All of the remakes that they're doing, uh, which is like the live action Lion King, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, they're going to have uh, a, the Lady and the Tramp remake drop on Disney Plus. Yeah, I heard about that. Um, as well as maybe a, oh shoot, what was the other one? Uh, Peter Pan. That also might drop oh, really? exclusively on Disney Plus. That one's kind of big. I don't. I don't think that would be the case, but maybe we'll. I don't be know. Surprised. Peter Pan's kind of overdone, though. There's a lot of people that have tried to remake it lately. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then that uh, doesn't count for the Star Wars series that are coming to there, as well as the movies, the mm-hmm. Marvel movies that are going on there. Yeah, all the properties that they have from Fox that they may be dropping on there if they're appropriate. Oh my god. If Disney Plus has Simpsons World. Holy shit. I didn't even put that together. Right? <laughs> Holy shit. That would be awesome. Yeah. Not And that doesn't even include the TV properties that they also have going on there. The yeah. made-for-TV movies that they have on the Disney Channel. Yeah. Those are going on there. Yeah. Previous Disney movies from the the channel. Animated series that they have on the... like Anything from the Disney Channel that I don't even keep up with is going to be on oh, there. man. It's going to be like... Literally, the catalog of stuff they have on there is going to rival any streaming service. Yeah. Right out of the gate. They do some of their old shit like fucking DuckTales or... Yeah. 
tailspin. Yeah, any of that stuff. Like, if they really do this well, which they have the capital to do so, yeah, it, it it's going to rival... It'll rival Netflix right off the bat. Oh, for like, sure. Netflix already has a, a great thing going, yeah. so they don't have nothing to worry about. Yeah. But, like, lower tier things, maybe, like, Hulu or... I don't know, maybe even Amazon Prime. Yeah. They're not like like Amazon Prime is great because you get like the two day shipping yeah. with your subscription. Yeah. But like I could see like Hulu being maybe like if you had to make a cut somewhere, if you needed yeah. uh, if you're adding a streaming service, that would probably be the one cut. Yeah. And then if they do, boohoo, Disney owns like sixty percent of it anyway. Yeah. So they don't really fucking care. Yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't even put that together. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm really Looking forward to, like, what this actually has to offer once yeah. this news comes out when this show drops. Yeah. I've, I think I have a few things in my news items that they've already dropped in terms of things that they're going to offer. Adam, right now, what, oh, do you, shit, what do they got? I, gotta rem- I don't remember them. <laughs> it's mostly just casting stuff. Like, I know they're doing a... I guess they're doing, like, a Hawkeye series... With Jeremy Renner playing Hawkeye oh, really? in it. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I knew they were going to do, like, that uh, Scarlet Witch and Vision thing. Yeah, I, I know they're doing that, but, yeah, they, they dropped that they're doing... Uh, now they're doing a Hawkeye one with Jeremy Renner playing Hawkeye. Dang. And, uh... Is, are, do, does that have something to do with, like, maybe training, like, a replacement Hawkeye? Because there's, like, a... a uh, a female Hawkeye in the books that everyone is like kind of clamoring for because she kind of ended up being like a fan favorite. Um, Maybe I'm not, well, I, I don't know if, if end game, if they're just going to do like a thing where it's like, Oh, it's going to be Jeremy Renner playing like Hawkeye when he did past missions. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, well, go on. Yeah. But that, and then the, o- the only other thing that I have is that uh, Billy Crystal and John Goodman are going to reprise their roles in a monsters at work series that's going to be on disney plus series yeah my goodness yeah sparing no expense disney exactly my goodness so yeah they are they are really just dropping a whole bunch of shit Mm -hmm. on uh on this it's amazing like it's definitely going to be in our house yeah (laughs) molly is all about disney so i'm sure we're gonna have it too i can't imagine with like two kids in the house that i wouldn't have this available at any given (laughs) point in time yeah so yeah it'll be there Uh, so i don't know if like i will be adding because i've already got quite a bit of streaming stuff that i pay for monthly anyway so i hopefully maybe can make a cut somewhere if i add this on um see danger likes hulu so that'd be like an argument that i don't know if i could Uh-oh. win like i don't think netflix is going anywhere yeah. amazon prime i like for the two-day shipping yeah. alone yeah um i have like that dc universe app uh-oh but i justify it because i get like patreon money every month that can come out of uh-oh so i don't know like it might just be another ta- and we also have hbo now yeah my goodness, Try. it racks up the it racks it up every single month. I don't know. You know what they need to do? They need to bundle them all up like packages, <laughs> and yeah, we can right. and into a thing maybe called cable packages. <laughs> no. I was actually having a discussion about this with uh, Ghost Hunter Dave the other day, where because uh, like a lot of the cable channels have their own specific one now, and even like the networks have their own specific yeah. streaming service. 
And I was saying, like, but it's going to get to the point of oversaturation where yeah. some of them will just not be, af- like, affordable for them to keep going. Yeah. And so they'll probably bundle with something else, like, right away. And oh, then yeah. they'll go under, and then, like, Netflix will or, buy them up. Yeah. So they or get if a streaming stuff. service buys out another streaming service or something. Yeah. It's, it's going to go that way, where yeah. it ends up just being another monopoly of a yeah. group of things Cause again. Because these ones that are trying to pop up right now, it's like, they're so late in the game. Like, mm. Apple's trying to do one, or mm-hmm. it's like, the fuck, man? Yeah, what can you offer? Like, yeah, anything different than you can offer? Like, I yeah. know they want to. They put like, what was it, like a billion dollars worth of stuff towards something. Yeah, like Apple put in like a whole bunch of shit where it's like, I don't know. And a lot of their stuff is very family friendly too. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, it's gonna be really difficult because you're gonna be coming in around the same time as Disney Plus, which Disney Plus is going to be probably very geared towards families yes and you already have like netflix and stuff that already has family programming so it's like you have to kind of include a lot of shit to appeal to a lot more people otherwise people are going to be like well then why don't need this one over this one yeah i mean i i I don't even really understand why apple even wanted to try to test the waters with this to be honest i know they have like apple tv but it's pretty much just like a glorified roku yeah. Like, all you can get is, like, different kind of apps on it. So it's, like... And, and you can get it for less if you get, like, a Roku stick for $35. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I don't know what the... Unless you're, like, an elitist and want Apple TV. Like, I don't even know a reason why you'd want that. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's... Yeah, yeah. yeah the the streaming... The whole streaming thing is definitely... It's, it's hard unless you have... You're offering something that no one else can. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't even say it's like the Wild West of that kind of platform anymore, because it is, it's already yeah. kind of been established. There's really not much regulation on it right now. Right. But, or, like, there's, like, barely, yeah, barely any regulation yeah. on it, but then at the same time, it's like, you already have these towers that are already going fairly strong. Yeah. And, like, to get in now is kind of hard. Like, you've already, you, yeah. it's like, you're right, you're like, you've already gone too long. Yeah, like you have to you have to at least offer something that no one else has or you have to really put out some stuff where it's like, oh, shit. Yeah, we need to get on this. Right. You almost need to be like FX where like you had that Simpsons world. Yeah. Like, please, Disney Plus, if you get Simpsons world, you can almost name your price. (laughs) I want Simpsons world so bad. So do I. I was so upset that like because I didn't want to pay for FX alone. Because and then you also kind of need like a cable subscription to e- get. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't get FX. You can't get FXX or anything unless you have a cable subscription. So like, I was really upset that I could never get like that Simpsons World. Yeah, because I would love to just be like, ah, I'm coming home. I'm just gonna pop it on the background. Yeah, and they have like a <laughs> have an option where you can just put on a random episode. Oh, and my. just keep cycling through random episodes. So it's like you could get one from. 20 years ago and one from, like, last year yeah. where you're like, fuck! <laughs> I want that. I yeah. want that in my life. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, but why don't we move on to something else? JT, something miraculous happened today <gasps> as of recording. The first recorded picture of a black hole. Molly was just going ape shit about this before I left the house. Uh, it immediately started a bunch of memes on yeah. the internet. Um I saw one where somebody took the pictures of the black hole 
and said, I tried to make this funny picture of Shrek with black hole eyes, and now all I can think about is my nightmares. <laughs> but it uh, it also um, is a very cool thing for science. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a kind of underwhelming, because it just kind of looks like if you look at a candle out of focus <laughs> a bit. Yeah. Like, it, it's not really anything super impressive to look at, but yeah. it's a great step forward in, like, astronomy and science oh, and stuff yeah. like that. And I thought it was... Pretty cool thing to happen today. Well, Molly, Molly was is super into space and stuff like that, and she said it's a really big deal because even though it is a very foregone conclusion that black holes kind of ex- that did exist, it was still kind of a theory. But this really solidifies that they really do exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it. I I really enjoyed it a lot when I was going through Twitter and just seeing like. You know, people come out of the woodwork just to applaud, like, a science. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When it's, like, Twitter is just nothing but people hating each other. But, like, this is kind of, like, a lot of the community came together and be like, this is cool. <laughs> it really is, like, one of the, like, science is really, like, the one thing that brings in the internet together where it's like, ah, oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> and then the naysayers are kind of just off in their own little world that you don't really see. Yeah. So it's great. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, like I listened to Today Explained, like, that podcast, and they, they, will, they did, like, a, a full episode about, like, the different kind of space missions that they're trying to plan for in, like, later years. And this is, like, maybe 15, 20 years down the road. Uh-huh. And they're talking about, like, maybe somewhere down the road, like, getting some kind of special submarine to, like implant in one of like the uh, the planets that are like strictly like like water based or uh-huh. like not water based like liquid based that they can like travel through like i guess yeah. one of jupiter's moons titan is like strictly liquid yeah so like they want to like rocket like a submarine type <laughs> machine to that moon and they like, have it go around and explore and see if there's actually like living stuff in this liquid yeah where it'd be like that'd be fucking cool fuck yeah like, I was, like, listening to just, like, the random shit they were saying and that. I'm like, that'd be badass. <laughs> like, I'll probably be, like, 80 shit in my pants. But just thinking about that submarine with a drill on the front of it. Fuck, man. That'd be badass as fuck. It just looked like that Dr. Evil thing that drilled to the center of the earth. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Let's I don't know. Do science it. is cool. Hell yeah. Science. Fuck yeah. Science. <laughs> uh, moving on, JT. got more in the actual... Uh, real news today. Oh, I thought my. it was kind of a slow news week, so <laughs> so you dove into the actual to news? the actual news. But uh, <laughs> Democrats actually posted legislation, yeah, on net neutrality. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, looks like it's gonna go back to reinstate actual net neutrality here Fuck in America. Fuck you, agit pie, you <laughs> piece of shit. Yeah, you dumb fucking idiot. Trying to fucking take a bunch of money from big corporations so they could fucking Throttle cut all other... my internet. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Fuck yeah. that asshole. Yeah, but uh, a step was taken to reverse that. Good. Because almost all of the internet did not agree with that legislation yeah. when it came through that first Except time. Except for maybe two corporations. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah, fuck them. <laughs> Who gives a shit? But yeah, so I was really stoked to see that. That uh, uh, net neutrality is coming back to America. Thank God. <laughs> I actually have been, like, talking to a lot of people that live outside of America where they net neutrality is not a thing. Yeah. And they, like, pretty much say that it's awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That mostly because that's why they can't get certain streaming services. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a buddy from Canada that I've been talking to 
um, that just recently on Twitter because I was pretty much bad-mouthing the DC Universe app on why they don't have their like one of their animated features drop on their app as it de- debuts on VOD. Yeah. And he was saying, like, because VOD is worldwide where the app is not. Yeah. And more people can see it that way. And I'm like, well, still, like, I pay for this monthly. Why can't I get a perk for having their app? Yeah. And it's like... Because, like, that wouldn't be fair to the rest of the world. Because, like, in Canada, like, my internet is, it's not the same as yours. So, like, they can judge what I can and cannot have. Yeah. And that's why, like, it's weird when things, like, are delayed to go to, like, Australia or Canada or the UK and stuff. Because their internet is so different. And I'm like, man, you live in a different world, man. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, it'll eventually just drop on Netflix. And I'm like... See, that would be great, though. Yeah. To have anything that I want drop on the one streaming service that I know I know. have. Canadian Netflix sounds like it fucking kicks ass. So does Australian Netflix. (laughs) They're like, yeah, we got all these movies on there. And I'm like, fuck, you know how many streaming (laughs) services I need to get all the stuff you have? (laughs) So I guess that's a downfall of our capitalist fucking uh, government or whatever. But it's... uh, it would be cool to have everything on one platform. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm glad our internet is going to be fucking not yeah. throttled and shit. Exactly. So you win some, you lose some, I guess. True dat. True dat, Holmes. Uh, another thing for not... Wait, this isn't real news. <laughs> this is back to entertainment. <laughs> Fake news. news. Back to our bullshit that back we to, usually talk back about. Back to bullshit news. Uh, Mark Hamill went on... Uh, had some interview just recently saying that he is... Uh, in agreement that fans are getting fatigued with Star Wars. Yeah. In my only rebuttal, be like, no shit. Yeah. But at least, it's so funny that, like, he is, like, the figurehead of Star Wars, right? He is yeah. Luke Skywalker, and he, even lately, has been talking shit about Star Wars. But, like, what are they going to do? Unmake the movies that he's in? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, he's already now out, right? Like, even if he's in episode nine, which I assume that he's going to be in some sort of form, like, yeah. he's already done. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and hopefully, yeah, and they, I guess this is supposed to be, like, the last movie of, like, the original. Like, they're going to completely, if they do more episodes, it's going to be something not even connected to what they're doing with this. Oh, completely different. Yeah, from what I've heard. Oh, okay. Like, this is supposed to be the end of this trilogy. And if they do another trilogy, it's going to be something completely different. Because I think okay. they even said something where it's like they're going to give Ryan Johnson his own trilogy. Yeah, I keep like, hearing that too. Based in this universe, it. but it's going to be completely different characters, completely different premise. All right, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm for it too. Um, but yeah, I <laughs> I just read that <laughs> that headline, and Mark Hamill says fans are getting fatigued with Star Wars. I'm like, yeah. I could have told you that, like, three years ago. No shit. <laughs> and to think now that, like, after Endgame comes out, that's all we're going to hear about is just Star Wars stuff until Episode Nine comes out. Yeah. That's going to be our whole life. Because even with, like, the streaming service coming out and, like, The Mandalorian and all yeah. that show coming out, yeah. Ryan Johnson's trilogy, we're just going to get bombarded with that stuff until the end of the year. Yeah. For so. the rest of our lives until we're dead, really. Exactly. Pretty <laughs> so, much. Let me look forward to More that. deathbed viewing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, last bit of news I got, JT, is that Netflix, we've been talking about them all episode pretty much so far, yes. is in talks to buy its first brick-and-mortar movie theater. 
Oh my god! So it can finally shut Steven Spielberg up <laughs> to have their own movies shown yeah. in an actual theater. So it shuts up naysayers about them not showing or can't win awards for their great movies. Well, they do. Po- they do put their movies in theaters. They just, I think they post them in Netflix at the same time as they put them in theaters. Yeah. The only question I have about this is like, so everyone can just have Netflix at home for whatever they pay for Netflix, you know? Yeah. And so if you go into like a brick and mortar like movie theater that is Netflix owned, do you still have to pay to go in and watch <laughs> these movies? Yeah, just show them your membership. <laughs> like, yeah, I borrow it from my mom. <laughs> like, can I come in? <laughs> but then other people were talking on this thread too, is that uh, they could also do special like binge weekends. That'd or whatever, cool. um, it'd be. I guess it'd be kind of fun. Yeah, um, put a series up for like eight hours. Yeah, uh, I the the one that they're buying is the Egyptian Theater. It's like a semi-famous theater. Oh. I'm not quite sure where it's at. It's probably in California. Yeah, but um, so it's in it's in talks to buy that theater to have it be in a Netflix exclusive kind of a deal, which I I think is a a fun idea. Oh yeah! If they've got the clout to do it right now, why not? Why not? Yeah. Um, plus, that shuts all the naysayers up, and then I, I think it's good for them. True that. Just a fun little outlet to have. Yeah. I don't. I'm not asking for them to have like a whole chain across the country. Yeah. But like, even if they had like three, like, like they have their L.A. one, a Chicago one, and a New York one. Yeah. That would be fun. You know, imagine if like Netflix starts a chain of theaters, and then the, then the theater owners are like, oh. Uh. No, that's stupid. <laughs> I mean, it sucks for independent theaters. Yeah. But they aren't necessarily the Well, ones independent theaters being... are getting fucked by corporate theaters anyway, so if someone's sticking it to corporate theaters, then good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that's all the news I got, JT. All right, Troy. Well, uh, I also have some tidbits of news. Mm. Starting with uh, Hulu. Oh, streaming service heavy. Streaming this... service heavy. Yeah. Uh, we... Uh, I'm talking about how they've started a uh, a limited series called The Act, not The Oath. Sorry, OJ. <laughs> about a uh, a real life thing that happened about a woman with Munchausen's that's like pretty much tortures her daughter. Yep. Well, now Hulu is still on the limited series bandwagon based on things in real life, but they're going to be tackling the story of the. Woman Elizabeth Holmes, who started Theranos. I don't think I'm familiar with that. Uh, I they did it behind the bastards on her like last week. Uh, Technically, it, it's basically like a woman started a medical company and tried to run it like a electronics company, like Apple. Yeah, and just fucked up a bunch of people's lives based oh, off of it. Like she, yeah, <laughs> like she wanted to. She was like trying to invent all these different things, and. Yeah, it, it involved a lot of medical trials for things that did not had no proof of working whatsoever. Great. So, uh, yeah, and uh, I guess the woman's gonna be playing Elizabeth Holmes is gonna be Kate McKinnon. Oh, okay. In this limited series. All right. So uh, look out for that. Perfect. Might be interesting. I uh, am digging uh, some of these ladies from Saturday Night Live going out and doing their own thing. Yeah. Um, I guess uh, that show that's on Hulu now with. A.D. Bryant? I can't remember what it's called, so it, I mean, it's a bad publicity for it, but, like, Chelsea watched it, yeah. and she thinks it's really good. Like, oh. it's a really... 
she can tell like Ad Bryant like kind of pulled from her real life, being like um like a heavier woman in like Hollywood and stuff like that. Yeah, and like kind of like the stuff that she gets kind of pigeonholed into or mm-hmm. whatever. She kind of used that as like uh, influence for this kind of thing that she wanted to do. Sweet. It's also kind of like funny. Not ha-ha funny. It's more, like, ironic funny. Yeah. That, like, uh, a lot of these comedians that, like, maybe are on SNL or whatever always have, like, this dark project. Oh, yeah. That's, like, kind of just brewing in the back of their (laughs) minds. Like, all the shit they got to take for all the... Like, they got to always put on, like, a happy face for being, like, a comedian or whatever. Oh, yeah, for sure. But they always have this fucking dark project going (laughs) on in their head. And that's, like, the thing they put out that they get most lauded for. I mean, that's pretty much, that's, like, the the main goal when it comes to creativity is, like, you need, you have, like, your initial project that you want to put out there, and it's usually not always the most happy-go-lucky. Cause right. Because you've had to, like, have that face on for so long to get to where you are. Yeah. It's like, I don't want you to be sad. I want to be happy when I see you. Yeah. And then it's like, well, I just want to see you. I was like, okay, well, then I'll be sad, but you still see me. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to look up what, uh, that sh- thing is so we can actually promote it well enough um christ it's called christ no it's not called christ <laughs> well while you're looking it up Troy, i think it's called shrill okay as we go dead air yeah, it's called Shrill. Good. Yes. So look up Shrill. Yes, it's on Hulu. So check it out sometime. Just came out last month. Good. There you go. Good. <laughs> we did it. Well, Troy, here's some stuff that I do not care to see. <laughs> Perfect. I guess there is a prequel in the works uh-huh. for Greece. I just read something about this today. Called Summer Lovin'. Also, do not care. Which is supposed to be Danny and... uh, Sandy. Sandy. And their summer where they fell in love with each other. Great. Who gives a shit? He showed up splashing around. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I want to see the the scene where she was drowning and he saved her. And then they banged on the beach. Right. This porked each other. Yeah. In the sand. Like the whole point of the fucking summer loving song is that you don't know who's telling the truth. Right. So why the fuck do we need a prequel to know who's telling the truth? Because people just can't fucking stand for Leave it. Leave shit alone. Right. I know. I know. Ambiguity sometimes is your friend. Exactly. It makes four fun stories. <sighs> so yeah, go watch that bullshit if that comes out. <laughs> fuck that. If it's as good as Grease 2. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Troy, I know you don't watch American Horror Story so much, and I'm still trying to catch up on it. All right. But uh, it's pretty decent in certain points Great. here and there. Great. But they review, they revealed the title for their season nine coming out. Jesus. It's been yeah. on for nine years? Yeah. My God. Okay. But this one's this one uh, caught my interest. I think this is pretty interesting. Uh, American Horror Story 1984. Oh, okay. Where they're, I feel oh, okay. like they're going to do a uh, 80s slasher theme. Okay. Which I'm pretty into. That sounds like a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> like, that'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of 80s nostalgia going on right now. Because yeah. Wonder Woman is also set in the same year. Mm-hmm. We got Stranger Things coming back this summer. Yeah. 80s. 80s. 
But I'm I'm curious to see this one though, because I think American Horror Story has done a lot of the supernatural magic type horror stuff for a long time. I want to uh-huh. see them get back to the that slasher roots. Hacky slashy chop. Hacky slashy, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which they always call a hacky slashy chop shop. Exactly. Yep. I know. Hacky That's slashy chop shop. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Loving it. Uh Troy Preacher. Yes. I know you haven't gotten around to watching any of it yet. Not after season one, at least. Not after season one. Well, Troy, I got some, what could be good news for you. Okay. Uh, Preacher is going on with a season four. Uh Uh-huh. But it's going to be their last one. Oh, okay. Ending it it, uh, on a good note, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Before it gets stale? And, uh, yeah, I saw someone post about it, how they were kind of sad that it was ending, but... uh, from what I followed so far, I feel like with what they've done, I think four would be a good place to end it. Yeah, because I think they they've built up to a part where uh, I feel like in terms of what the book does, they can't really do much, much more. Okay, I'm into that. I yeah. I love when a series knows when it's done. Yeah. And Preacher's good because they they haven't necessarily followed the books, but they've followed, like, the feeling of the books and what the books kind of do. Okay. Great. I, I've been... Are they on, like, a streaming platform now? Mm. Are they, like, on Hulu or something? Yeah. I think the, the last two... I think it's... I don't think the third season's on there. Maybe the third season's on there now. But I know the first two seasons are on Hulu. Okay. I might try to, like, just, like, catch an episode a day or something. Just yeah. to watch it. Season two is is leaps and bounds better than the first season. Okay. And the third season pretty much picks up right where the second one left off, where it does not really lose steam. Good. Good. I, like, not that I hated the first season at all, and I've said yeah. this probably a hundred times on the show, it's just like, I don't it just didn't feel like it was necessary. I, I don't know. I wasn't hugely into it. Um, but I, everyone said that season two really took off and I've already gotten through season one, so I don't really have that hang up. Yeah. So I, there's no reason for me to not see it besides the fact that I come home every day and have to watch hours of baby shark footage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, literally today I watched Macy watch <laughs> baby shark stuff. <laughs> For maybe like a good hour after I got home, because it's kind of <sighs> shitty outside. Yeah. So I didn't want to play outside or anything. I was like, okay, we'll just watch this. And I kind of like putzed around in the room while she watched it. I'm like, okay, no more. We're gonna we're gonna get something to eat. And we're gonna watch something that I want to watch. And she threw such a fit where she cried in my face for thirty minutes <laughs> and sat on the couch and kicked me in the head. Jesus! Because I was sitting on the floor, she was on the couch, and kicked me in the head, screaming at me that I about lost my cool, and I sent her up to her room to finish what I wanted to watch. There you go. Because she was being a little a-hole. Gotta be tough dead sometimes. (laughs) There's no excuse for that. I don't care how old she is, you gotta lay down the law sometimes. We know know Macy listens to this show, so Macy? (laughs) Enough. Enough. Respect your elders. God damn it. <laughs> anyway, I got so I got two 
bits of news from my last bits of news, and they both involve the Suicide Squad. Oh my! Sequel. Oh my! Uh, first bit of news is Viola Davis will return. Okay, as good. Amanda Waller. In the Suicide Squad sequel. I think she was a decent part in the first one. Yeah, I dug her. I'm glad she returned. Okay, good. And uh, my other bit of news is Idris Elba, Uh who was uh, pinpointed to be Deadshot, Uh is now going to be playing a different character. Okay. They're just going to be dropping Deadshot altogether. Okay. So people just thought he was going to be Deadshot because he's black? Probably. <laughs> That's too bad. Yeah. It's either that or they actually did think, well, let's just change it. Okay. So one of the one of the other. Either way, Idris Elba's still in, but he's not going to be dead shot. Good. That's good for two reasons. Yeah. And those are the reasons. Idris yeah. Elba is in it and he's not dead shot. Yeah. Two two pieces of good news, I think. I'm I'm looking forward yeah. to I'm looking forward to this. Same. Like I So I feel like Maybe we were both tricked coming out of Suicide Squad because we both said it was kind of fun. Yeah. Which, in hindsight, uh, I don't agree with myself anymore. The more I think about it, the more I hate that movie. (laughs) But, like, I feel like it was light enough and it didn't have any real baggage that you could come out of it being like, yeah, yeah, that was okay. Yeah. It was poppy. Yeah. Like, I know I was tricked because they put a ton of pop music in it. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh... It doesn't really, it, you don't have to, it, it, it's nothing to really weigh on your soul. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, all the good parts that you want to come back, like Amanda Waller coming back. I mm-hmm. think uh, Jai Courtney's coming back as Captain Boomerang. Yeah, good. Get and, Idris Elba in there, James and, Gunn in there. And from what I heard, I think this movie is just going to present itself like a, like, the the last Suicide Squad didn't even happen. Like, you You're can right. like you can take it as like the last Suicide Squad happened, but it's gonna be its own self-contained story. Great with the characters that were in Suicide Squad, but were not. That you can you can take this as its own thing. Perfect. So I'm for it. I want to see what they do with it. James Gunn, make me happy. Yeah, let us have it, would you? Make me happy. <laughs> good tie-in for a DC movie we're reviewing at the exactly top of the hour night. Shazam! Very good, JT. Coming up. Very good. Uh, well, does that mean it's done? I guess it's done, Troy. Boy, howdy. Uh, I'm pretty sure I have every trailer that you have. Great, let's run through them. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't we start with, uh, why don't we start with the Addams Family? Let's. Did you you see this one? I did. Great. Uh, are you a fan of the Addams Family? I, I I never watched a show. I think I've seen maybe a few episodes of the show. Same. I kept getting Addams Family and the Monsters mixed up a lot. In sure, terms of I the show, just because it's like, eh. It's They're like very, similar. very similar. They came around at the same time. But I'm more drawn to the movies because they came out when I was growing up. Same. And I watched all of them. Same. I'm actually pretty defensive of the movies. Anytime anyone has anything bad to say about them, I'm like, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. I think the movies actually did a lot of good for the Addams Family. Oh, yeah. They're better than the series. Raul, Julia, and, <laughs> and Angelica Houston have like the quintessential relationship. Yes. Yeah, it was they were great in that. I I I've seen a few episodes of the original series. Yeah. Not a fan. Yeah. But I really like the two movies that came out in the 90s. Yeah. I think they're very solid. They have an amazing cast. Yeah. Christopher Lloyd Christopher is Uncle Lloyd Fester. Is, yeah. 
And he, he like, cakes himself in so much shit where it took me forever to find out that it was Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> yeah. It's like the Dustin Hoffman is Hook of for me. Right. Where it took me forever to find out Dustin Hoffman was Hook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have Christina Ricci as Wednesday Adams. Mm-hmm. I don't know, remember who's Pugsley. Yeah, but he was good. Yeah, he was good. Like, everybody was good in it. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed those movies quite a bit. So, when, like... That's the only thing I have going into this like weird animated version of this. Yeah, that I'm like I, I'm I'm kind of beholden to those two movies. I know. I I feel like it's I don't know. From what I've heard of people talking about this, I think they said that this is more. Uh, it draws more inspiration from. I guess there was a comic strip from about the Adams family that came out before the TV series. And I think like the original is... TV series, like in the sixties or yeah, whatever it was. Yeah, like there's supposed to be like a comic strip called The Adams Family. Mm. And the animation in this is based a lot off of that comic strip. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, that's kinda cool. Yeah. I mean I, I'm I'm guessing this like isn't for us, really. Yeah, it's, it's for very, another yeah. a younger audience coming in to reinvent it strikes me Adam's as like family in, again. In illumination type. Yeah. A lot of contemporary jokes. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, well. I mean, so I, I, I guess it's being knowing that it's like not for us that I'm like, I can yeah. really kind of cut it some slack. Yeah. It's just weird that like the Adams family is just a, a thing really that they're yeah. trying to push on people again. It's been out long enough that it's like, yeah, let's bring that back. Yeah. Why not? Pretty much. No one has an original bone in their body anymore in Hollywood, so let's just rip off the same old shit. The the <laughs> voices for this as an all star cast, yeah, uh, a lot of so we got um, uh, Oscar Isaac, Isaac uh, yeah, Oscar Isaac, Charlize Theron uh, as both Morticia and Gomez. Yeah, uh, I think uh, Chloe Grace Moretz is Wednesday. Wednesday. I saw a few other names in there as well, but um, it, they're all everybody in that is going to be like some big name. Oh yeah, actor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so if you want to check out the Adams Family, there's a trailer on yeah. YouTube. Check it out. It's it's not for anybody the demographic listening to this. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. Unless you're a huge fan of the Adams Family, in which case, then enjoy. But I necessarily am not in that yeah. group. I'm not in that group. <laughs> Um, so what about another one that we saw, uh, during WrestleMania, that trailer that dropped? You mean Stuber? I do mean Stuber. <laughs> uh, so it's now known to the world that our favorite wrestler gone actor is now Dave Batista. Dave Batista, yes, of course. It's, I mean, that's a given. It's a given. Really. So now he is jumping into another role produced by WWE Films. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, called Stuber. Yes. Uh, he's joined up with Kumail Nanjiani. Yes. Um, and it just seems like if it's collateral, but stupid. That was my exact... <laughs> that was my exact description. I was... God, it's like you read my mind. I was... I, was, I had it over that just now. I had it in the chamber, ready to shoot you in the face with it. <laughs> We are perfect together. <laughs> we the yeah. internet's dream it's team. It's collateral right now. but stupid, exactly. <laughs> but I, so I'm a big fan. I'm more of a fan of Kumail. 
that yeah. I am like Dave Batista. So I'm looking forward yeah. to like seeing Kamel and something fun. Yeah. But like Dave Batista's really not let me down anything yet. Yeah. Granted, this does look dumb. Yeah, it looks stupid <laughs> as fuck. But Kamel does look like he plays a pretty funny straight man in it. Yes. But it's just all the all the comedic things they try and throw into this where it's like uh, uh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It looks painful to maybe watch. It's fu- Ugh. Uh maybe they'll drop it solely on the WWE network. Who knows? Let's <laughs> <laughs> <God's> hope. <laughs> but uh yeah, it looks kind of dumb. So the I think the less I've said about this, the yeah. maybe the better. I did enjoy at WrestleMania, Kamel Nanjiani holding up three giant fat heads of Batista <laughs> in the front row. I totally missed that. <laughs> I saw that he was there, but I didn't see the He fat was holding heads. up three enormous heads of Batista in the front row. Great. When he came out. Perfect. It's like, oh God. It's funny, but <laughs> this movie looks awful. Uh, speaking of WrestleMania, check out our Monday show where we'll be going all over WrestleMania yeah. 30. With a guest. With a guest. Uh, so check that out. We've already recorded it, so we know how great it is already. Yeah, so it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> uh, and then the last one, JT, the big one, the big one dropped today. Yes, saw the internet was above the official trailer for the Lion King. Uh, what do you think? Hmm. Yeah? <laughs> it looks no real different than... Okay, no, wait. I'm going to take that back. The only thing that is different, obviously, is the way it looks. Yeah. And it looks great. But... Yeah. There's some guy that put it on... Uh, that said something on Twitter that really kind of turned me around on this. It's like, the animated version of this made the characters have personality. Come to life. Yeah. Where this is just like the real life animals where they don't feel like they have any personality. They show a literal scene in the trailer that is the the scene from The Lion King where it's Simba growing up throughout the years with Timon and Pumbaa. Mm -hmm. And in the Timon and Pumbaa one, like they're rocking their heads back and forth, rocking out to Akuna Matata. Yeah. In this, they're just walking in a straight line. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, so you don't give a fuck? Yeah. (laughs) You're just... Yeah, they just, it's too realistic. And then, uh, like, they're just going out of the way of, like, well, all the villains look gross. <laughs> or even, like, Pumbaa looks gross. Yeah. Like, no, they don't, they I don't have... warthogs are attractive. Yeah, granted, yeah, granted, <laughs> warthogs are always gross, but, like, you're, <laughs> like, like, with animation, you can style them up in a way where it's like, I like that. I yes. like Pumbaa. I like yes. Timon. But in this, they like it's so realistic where it's like, ugh, don't touch me. <laughs> yeah. Get the fuck away from me, you gross animal. And you eat bugs, you fucking sicko. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's just, I don't think, I think I've even said this before, I don't think Lion King was made to be a live action thing. No. Like, the, the, the animation was what made that story come to life. And yes. And making it in terms of a realistic environment with real animals takes away from the magic of that yeah i i completely agree and now i'm not going to be able to unsee it because before now i was kind of just like yeah i'm looking forward to it lion king's really great i I'm, yeah i'm kind of stoked to see it again but seeing the trailer i'm just like 
there's just that little spark of like joy, that spark joy, spark joy. <laughs> that's all. That's just missing from it. Yeah, it's a little just personality that you get from the animation that you can't get from this realistic CG approach. Yeah, granted, the CG looks great, but yeah. you're just still missing like that little personality that you can only get in that hand drawn animation, mm-hmm. or unless you're trying to skew more of like a cartoony approach. Yeah. So, even with, like, the Jungle... Like, I don't think I put that together when watching The Jungle Book when that was remade. Yeah. But, like, I think that was, like, something, too, that's, like... Baloo is, like, a fun character. Yeah. And granted, like, he was voiced by, like, Bill Murray in it. But, like, even still, like... In the cartoon, he's, like, this fun, jovial animal. Mm -hmm. And, like... I like Bill Murray as a voice, but he's not, like, jovial. No. <laughs> he's kind of, like, dour sometimes. Yeah. I, I don't know. And I and even, I think the Jungle Book still had that human element with Mowgli. Yeah. Where you could still connect with him. Yeah. But with this, it's going to be nothing but CG. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's not going to probably stray that far from the source material. It's just not going to have that, like, little something. Yeah. So, I don't know. I... Lion King's great. Don't get me wrong, but I mean that's yeah, that's a, that's my feelings on it. Yeah. Well, Troy, uh, figure out something to talk about for like ten minutes. I gotta take a piss. You got it. <laughs> Not ten minutes, but something. <laughs> I'll fill. Fill. Fill time. You got it. <gasps> Why don't we just see what is trending on Twitter? You know what? I don't have any. <laughs> you really hit me with a surprise with this, and I have nothing in the bank to do any of this. But, why don't we see what's trending? What is Kate Bauman trending in the USA? Don't know. Moving on. National Sibling Day. Hey, National Sibling Day? Let's just add to this. I have three siblings. Dinosaur Neil. Uh, I don't know if I have monikers for my other brothers or not, but I have also two other brothers, Blake and Corey. We are very close to one another. Actually, Cordy has gone back and have been re-listening to these episodes in which... Uh, let's get a grassroots thing going for this. Corey wants to be on the show mostly because he wants to talk shit to JT. And he also wants to review Crocodile Dundee 2, which he have not yet reviewed yet. So, if you're in favor of that, why don't we get... Corey on the show to review Crocodile Dundee 2. We'll Skype him in, and he'll talk shit to JT the whole time. I just walked in, and I love everything that I've just heard already. If we got a free, if we got a free week coming, Crocodile Dundee do Crocodile Dundee 2. Yes, should be on the docket. Just saying, hit us up on the social media if you want us to do that, because it should be a rip roaring good time. I'm for it. Was that a good enough fill? Did you hear, hear any of that? I, 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 all I heard was, talk shit to me, Corey, Crocodile Dundee 2. I loved everything Perfect. I heard there. Perfect storm. <laughs> loved everything I heard of that. Thanks, Twitter trending. <laughs> Very good. Uh, well, what happened in the tournament this last Review, week, Review Review Movies 6. Yes. We're in there. We're in the first round. Uh, first match, first round, Alita Battle Angel versus Colossal. Do you know who won Troy? Uh, no, I don't. Well, 
I know I voted for Colossal. You said you were going to vote for Colossal. I did vote for Colossal. Uh, as it went on, it seemed like a lot more people were drawn to Alita Battle Angel, though. Oh, my. So, okay. All right. The new release. People dive into that new release. All right. All right. So, Alita Battle Angel moving on. It'd make for an interesting show, I think. I think so. If it, if it, if it ends up on top. If it ends up on top. But... We got more movies to talk about, Troy. Oh, boy, do we. This is the first match. This is right. We, this is right. We're probably wasting a bunch of time talking about this. Yeah, what are we wasting our time on the yeah, fucking the last fuck week? It? What the fuck? Let's get to this week. This week, <laughs> got another matchup. A movie from 2001. Okay. Which is a Disney Pixar hit. Ooh. And a movie from 1996 about a one-hit wonder that actually... Ended up becoming a one-hit wonder. Okay. Uh, fuck, and I was going to put up the taglines, and I forgot to look them up, so I'm going to do that again here real quick. 2001 and 1996. Yeah. 2001, a Disney Pixar classic. Okay. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. I've got it. It's got a load. Okay. We're loading. We're there loading. We go. We're loading. The tagline is God damn it. It has the That's title in it. It has the title in it. <laughs> so without the title, you're gonna get it anyways. I'm just gonna say we scare because we care. Is it Monsters Inc.? Monsters Inc., Troy. Great. Is in the tournament 2001. Okay. Monsters Inc. In the tournament, looking good in that one. Uh, would you be would be for it? I'm not a huge fan of the monster movies. I don't really? hate them. I'm just like I never got really into them. Hmm. I don't know if they skewed just towards a younger audience because in 2001 we would have been in high school. Um, I don't. I, I don't know. I just. I just. I didn't. I like again. I don't hate them. I just like. I just. They're not my favorites. Gotcha. They're better than cars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's the other one? The other one from 1996, based on a band that does a one-hit wonder that actually does become, does become a one-hit wonder. Okay. The tagline is, in every life, there comes a time when that dream you dream becomes that thing you do. Uh shit. Um I'm I'm not gonna come up with the title. I'm not Really? Gonna... You're not gonna come up with the title at all? I don't think I can. Just tell me. You're not gonna come up with that thing you do? Fuck <laughs> I okay, that's what I was fucking literally thinking, but I didn't think that was a movie title. <laughs> God damn it. I loved it because they, they, like, put the title in the tagline where I was like, oh, I'm going to see if he can just get it just based off what I say. Fuck! All right. Well, so you, there got you go. me. You that got me. The thing you do All right. from 1996. That's really the title of the movie? It is! I don't think I've ever heard of the, this movie. There you go. God damn it, Tom Hanks. You piece of shit. That thing you do. <laughs> Great. So, Monsters, Inc. versus That Thing You Do. Well, I've never seen That Thing You Do. Really? So... It came out, it, it, it released a song that actually did make, like, the pop charts. Oh, I know the song. <laughs> uh, I'm probably... I'm, I'm going to throw it out right now that I'm probably going to vote for that one. Really? That Thing You Do. Yeah. yeah, not a big fan of Monsters, Inc. 
Well, I am more curious about that thing you do. Okay. I know what Monsters, Inc.'s all about. Gotcha. So, I'm going to go out on a limb and just do something that I haven't seen yet. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. You tipping your... your uh... I think this might, be, this might be one of those uh, flip of the coin ones for me. All right. I'm not entirely sure which one I'm going to go with. Okay. But uh, there you go. Monsters, Inc. versus That Thing You Do. Find out next week to find out which film moves on In the alongside Alita Battle Angel. Very good. Alita Battle Angel. God. That, <laughs> that won't make it to the end. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Oh, boy. I could have picked a bunch of stinkers up at this point, Troy. I noticed you've been picking more recent stuff. Because we've only been doing, like, old stuff. That's been winning. Yeah. I want (laughs) to... I'm trying to, like, move Not that that's bad, but... Yeah. I'm trying to move the needle up a little bit more. I want to try and get some 2000s films in there somewhere. (laughs) Um, Well, before we jump to the main event, I'm going to ask you to powder a little bit. Okay. So I can also relieve myself. This is what you get when when we uh, <laughs> when we uh, do our second show before our first show. We're just running off pissing every once in a while. Well, Troy said he was looking at Twitter ten Twitter trends. So let me look up uh, what's trending on Twitter right now. All right, let's see. Uh, National Sibling Day. I have a sibling. He is uh, my brother who is 10 years older than me. And, uh, yeah, that didn't uh, didn't turn out so well. Because uh, he, uh... Like, just, just uh, open advice for people starting families. Try and aim for a time that's less than 10 years between brothers. Because uh, it doesn't turn out too well. Especially for the younger one. Who uh, is uh, trying to really connect with his high school brother, and uh, he finds it really funny to uh, uh, kind of beat the shit out of him every once in a while. Just saying. I mean, it's not a, it's never a fair fight when it's two people and one of them is ten years older than the other one. Just saying. I'm just saying. Did you also do National Sibling Day? Yeah, really? Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, perfect. National Sibling Day is we are in sync on this episode. National Sibling Day is a real trend (laughs) on this show. (laughs) I should have put it together when you were talking about your brother. Uh, well, that'll bring us into the main event of the evening, JT. We're gonna get to what we thought of the latest DC. Theatrical release. Shazam! Shazam! Right now, you dropping. You idiot! (laughs) Dropping! (laughs) April 5th, 2019, in the US of A, uh, with an opening weekend of $53.5 million. Yeah. On a budget of $100 million. I mean, it's a good start, yeah. It's a yeah, good start. Domestically, as of April 9th, yes. uh, it's made $64.7 million. Worldwide, $167 million. So, really good start. Doing okay for itself for its first pretty much opening weekend. Yeah. It's almost broke even, Yeah, I'm going to say. I, I've, I think I've seen that they're already in the works for... Planning a Shazam sequel. Yes, it's gotten decent word of mouth that uh, 
a sequel is already in the works. Yeah. And we'll get into more of like sequel stuff as we near the end of this review. Yeah, I need to ask you about that credit scene. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about it. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes has it at 91%. Wow. I know. IMDb has it at a 7.7 out of 10. Metacritic, 71%. Gotcha. And Eskimo TV gives it a B. Oh. The, the, do the frozen people like this this kind of entertainment? It was odd because I just I always pick like a random one from IMDb. <laughs> yeah, and this one led me right to a YouTube channel. They're not huge or anything, but yeah, uh, it's just a guy. He might be of the Eskimo Inuit descent. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, he looked like he could have been, uh, but apparently he likes to review movies, and he gave this a B. Well, it took place during Christmas, and I like cold things, so. Uh... <laughs> Come on, Joel. Come on. <laughs> I know, I'm being racist towards Eskimos. <laughs> Just for that, what happened in Shazam? Damn it. <laughs> Give me a beer and I'll tell you. You got it, buddy. Uh, we come across a very troubled orphan by the name of Billy Bodson, <laughs> who uh, is brought into a foster home that has probably the best foster parents known to mankind. Oh boy, are they. <laughs> And uh, while he is trying to uh, integrate into this environment, he is brought into the lair of this wizard who is looking for someone to keep at bay these seven demons that represent the sins of this world. And in order to do so, he must harness these magic powers held by this wizard that he can only harness by yelling the magic word, Shazam! <laughs> and while doing so, it leads to some troublesome times ahead. Yes. Maybe even by a certain professor who wants what he has. Yes. Very good. Very good, JT. Best one you've ever done. Really? Eh, maybe. <laughs> okay. I mean, I say that every time. You do. <laughs> but you try, this one is a legit good one. You try to make me feel good. <laughs> um, JT, as you know, and maybe the fans know, I'm a big fan of Shazam, or previously known as Captain Marvel. Yeah. I think he's a f super fun character. I think there was one time on this show I tried making fun of Shazam, and you seemed like you... Maybe not legit, but kind of got pissed at me. <laughs> I don't remember it, but I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a huge stan for Shazam. Yeah. Um, I, I think he's a super fun character. Mm -hmm. If he's like a Superman analog, that is different enough that I think it makes it more whimsical, more fun. Yeah. They can tell way more like lighthearted, uh, just more fun, bouncy stories. Yeah. That like are, you can, you don't have to be invested in like continuity or anything like that. Yeah. It's just like. Just, like, fun, popcorny fun. And especially based on the fact that he is a kid, I think a lot of, like, the cheesy things that come with a superhero like him make more sense. Yes. Um, I don't want to go into, like, a ton of the, uh, like, the character's history, because there's a ton of videos on the internet that I describe it. Yeah. I'm going to just spark notes it a little bit, because I do think it is a little interesting, in case okay. you don't know. Okay. Um, so this is just for you. 
Okay. <laughs> Fuck our audience. <laughs> yeah. We'll put this on pause. Troy, I'll Troy's just tell you yeah. right now. Troy's just talking to me. You guys can listen if you want, but fuck you. Yeah, really. This, just, is, this is literally just a conversation between me and Troy. So, AB conversation, see yourself out of here, okay? <laughs> so, uh, Captain Marvel was first uh, created by Bill Parker and C.C. Beck. Yeah. Um, the original character design was off uh, a, a real actor called Fred McMurray. Yeah. And uh, it was an, an analog to Superman, mm-hmm. and at one time was actually more popular and outselling Superman. Oh, shit. So DC Comics got a little upset at that and sued them for the likeness of the character yeah. because it was too close to Superman. Uh, so legal battles went around for a, almost a decade in which it eventually put Fawcett Comics out of business, mm-hmm. who owned the rights to Captain Marvel. Yeah. Um, therefore... Uh, through this whole legal battle, uh, they went out of business. DC acquired Captain Marvel, didn't do anything with the character, and then found out that in the 70s, um, that when they're trying to like reintroduce him, that Marvel, during that time where the copyright was down, made a character called Captain Marvel, like kind of encroaching on their territory. Yeah. And so now Captain Marvel. The trademark name is owned by Marvel, yeah, and now they have to change his name on the at least the cover alone to Shazam, yeah, because they can't market the book as Captain Marvel, even yeah. though they can name him that in the interior pages, yeah. And then from the seventies <laughs> on, he's been like kind of like a ancillary character in the DC universe, yeah. And so that's kind of like an abridged version of his character. There's way more to it, but like it's it's quite interesting, yeah. Um, but with that, um, I never really felt that this movie would ever really happen. Um, I grew to like him just in my more expanding knowledge of the comic book industry and how like an interesting story he had. And I just like that he is like a Superman character, but Mm -hmm. he's different enough that makes him, I think on the surface, more interesting than Superman. Yeah. I appreciate Superman more now that I'm older. Yeah. Because of what, like, the ideals that he stands for and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But, like, as, like, a fun character, I think Captain Marvel or Shazam does, like, a better job. Oh, yeah. That's just my outlook on the character in general. Yeah. The movie. Just the character. But the, yeah. What, What about in terms of the character portrayed in the movie? So, the movie is heavily based on the relaunch of this character in 2011 yeah almost to the fact that if you read that book that this movie is no different really like it is almost beat for beat Mm. of that comic Hmm. and maybe that uh i mean if you already know that like i guess it's a minor spoilers yeah but i'm not gonna say it like right now i'll save it for later yeah but there are a little bit of differences between that but like otherwise like it almost hits like every beat of that relaunch oh shit yeah um, I know you haven't read it, so it's not spoiling really. Well, you've seen the movie, so like yeah. you get what I'm trying to say. <laughs> but like, I was actually kind of surprised when they did as much as they did in this movie. Yeah, uh, especially near the end. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 I actually really like the choices they made this movie, and I actually had quite a bit of fun in this movie. Okay. Um. What did you think of the main actor Zachary Levi and? Oh shoot! Who's the 
the kid who plays Billy Batson. I can't remember his name right off the uh, top of my head. It's like Archer Angel, I think. Yeah. It's like a uh, weird Disney. It's, it's not exactly that, but it's somewhere <laughs> it's, around. Yeah, the... it's like a weird name like yeah. that. Uh, Zachary Levi, I've been a fan of his for a while. I, I really dig him. Like, I... I watched him in that show Chuck on NBC. Mm-hmm. I don't think I like watched it till it's like its end, but I remember like for like a couple seasons there, I was really into it just because like he plays a really good like kind of fish out of water type character. Uh-huh. Like in Chuck, he plays like a guy that works at like a Best Buy. Yeah, or like they're equivalent to a Best, Best Buy, Buy who uh, like uh, he looks into a computer that has this disc in it that like can magically zap all of the CIA's information into your brain. Uh-huh. So, and then the chip gets destroyed, so then, like, he ha- he's, like, in charge... Like, agents become in charge of keeping him safe because he, he has all this Yeah, he has his information in his head. So, it, it, a lot of that is like, oh, we've got to go on this special mission because you need me to come along with you, and now there's people shooting at me. Right. <laughs> I guess stuff like that. So... Yeah, I remember uh, that was like the first time I saw him, and he was good in that. And yeah, there's a lot of things that I've seen him in where he's just he just plays a charming dude. Like he's in Miss Ma- he's like in the the Marvelous Miss Maisel. Yeah, he plays like a good character in that. Like he just seems like a charming guy. And in this, he plays he plays like a really good like fifteen year old kid. Yeah, I uh, was actually impressed at how like not really different he plays it from the Billy Batson kid character. Yeah. Like I, I felt like they must have hung out enough together that he really picked up a lot from. Yeah. I keep, I'm going to look up his name because like, it's going to bother <laughs> me that I'm not, uh, well almost to a detriment for the kid. Cause I feel like when he and, um, uh, Ah, what's the kid's name? Like the kid with the crutches, Freddie Friedman. Yeah, when he when uh, Zachary Levi as Billy Batson and Freddie Freeman are together, I feel like they have more of a chemistry together than the than the child Billy Batson does with him. Asher Angel is his name. Oh, okay. Uh, I um, like I don't know. If it's, I I well I okay. So when he. When Zachary Levi is in there, like the kind of the, the friendship dynamic kind of changes a little bit there. True, true. And so, um, yeah, I, I I agree with you, but I I really enjoyed Asher Angel in this. He actually really impressed me. I thought he's a yeah, he was a really good actor. I yeah. think. Um, at first, the kid who played Freddie Friedman kind of got on my nerves. Yeah, but and then once he showed like a little bit of heart, mm-hmm. I really actually kind of appreciated his character a little bit more. Yeah. Like he is a little bit much at times. Um, I don't know if you agree or not, but like that's, I, I ended up liking him by the end. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think he's one of those characters where like you have to, you stick around him a lot long enough or you can see his charm, but he does have to grade on you when you first meet him because you have to see why people are so annoyed by him. Yeah. Yeah. That they would true. bully him to this extent. That's true. But like bully him enough to hit him, hit him with, with a truck. Jesus Christ! What the fuck is Those wrong with Those bullies them? are fucked. First like, of all, they can just park there. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know. Like they park there and they turn around and it's like, "Where'd my truck go?" Or it's like, "Do you expect your truck to be there when you come back from school?" You half parked in the fucking lawn. Yeah. How do you not towed every day? <laughs> anyway, but 
yeah, those bullies are super fucked. Yeah, Even down to like at the end when they're like just on that Ferris wheel spitting randomly yeah. where you're like, like, oh, I hit a baby. <laughs> It's like, Jesus Christ. But I think that's like part of the charm of this movie too, is that a lot of it is like over, is like over amped in some ways Yeah, where it's like, that's kind of like the basis of this movie where it, it, it operates on a whole other level where like even the crazy stuff, it's like even like just what's supposed to be the normal stuff is crazy. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a extremely ridiculous premise. Yeah. And so I think the movie is aware of that. And yeah. so it just like, it's like, oh yeah. So this kid gets transported to this magical uh, rock of eternity where a wizard lives and it <laughs> keeps a hold the seven deadly sins. And then it gives you the power of these weird godly figures and you become like a superhero wizard. Yeah. <laughs> You're following along. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, granted, that's, like, a fucking weird story. Yeah. And, like, really, if you think about it, Shazam makes no sense whatsoever as, like, a no. character. Because it mishmashes so much shit together yeah. that it shouldn't work. Yeah. And how, for whatever reason, it does. Yeah. For some reason, I think this makes more sense than Captain Marvel does. <laughs> I, think... Where, I mean, this like the Shazam is probably more insane but I feel like it lays it out in a way where it's like, I can follow this a lot easier than I could Captain Marvel. Right. I, I'm not going to say this movie, like, breaks the mold no. or anything like that. But, like, for, it knows what it is. Yeah. And it plays to those strengths, I think. Yeah. it's not. It doesn't break the mold, but it recognizes what the mold is and plays to what it should be. It, yes, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> just thinking about, like what all went into, like, creating this character. I'm like, what were they thinking? Yeah. Like, somehow it works. So, like, this kid gets transported to a wizard. Yeah. Who gives him the power of gods. <laughs> six of them, to be exact. Yeah. Gives him the wisdom of Solomon. Yeah. The strength of Hercules. The stamina of Atlas. The power of Zeus. The courage of Achilles. And... The Speed of Mercury. S-H-A-Z-A-M. Shazam. Oh, uh, okay. But that's also the name of the wizard. So I'm like, that's fucking weird. And also, Solomon isn't a god. He was a king in Christian lore. <laughs> and all the rest of them are Greek gods, except for Mercury, who's a Roman god. It doesn't make... It's all just a mishmash of things that shouldn't work. Yeah. It ends up working just fine. A kid who turns into an adult. Like, it's... It's, <laughs> it's fucked up, and it works. Like, yeah. in the old continuity, like, they had a whole family of people. Like, it had, uh, like, a, a girl Captain Marvel named Mary Marvel. Yeah. It had a Captain Marvel Jr. It yeah. had an Uncle Marvel. Yeah. It had a huge family of people, like, in this weird family. It had a talking tiger <laughs> called Tawny Tiger who was, like, had a jetpack and a laser gun. Like, it's... <laughs> It's crazy what this thing uh, did, but because it like knew what it was, it was bouncy and cartoony enough that you could just jump in and have fun with yeah. it. I think that was the appeal of the character, and I feel like that's what the appeal of this movie is. Yeah. Is like it never takes itself serious to the point where it's like you're watching a bunch, you're watching like a costumed character, and it's like you need to take me serious. Yeah, there. Th so like the Mark Strong stuff in this, yeah. I feel like does kind of dive into like, uh, I don't know. I'll say 
quote serious, but it's yeah. like it gives like the movie a little bit of stakes, like to show like it's like if this movie was for kids, these are like kind of scary moments. Yeah, that, it's like kind of like bouts of horror in this yeah. that really like show like that the villain means business. Yeah, yeah, like, like Mark Strong. Yeah, he he plays. He tries to play it as serious as he can, given like his role in the movie. But even his story is ridiculous. Yeah, to where it's like yeah. you're not you don't go into this being like oh it's like here's Shazam this crazy character against Michael Myers, <laughs> yeah, who's yeah. an insane person. Like no, you're, he's battling who's essentially like dealing with other kinds of powers. Right, it's just in it. But it's based on the same universe. Like they're. They're not so different from each other that you're like, oh, I can't see this happening. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, I I do like how uh, the Mark Strong character Thaddeus Silvana uh, is, like, introduced yeah. in the beginning of this. And yeah. I like how his, like, arc in this, like, makes him a great foil for Shazam. Yeah. Um, it, I do feel like it's a bit, like, uh, if I'm comparing it to another DC movie, it's a bit, like going against Zod, a Superman Zod facsimile. Yeah. But then, like, so me and GHD were talking about this after we both saw it, yeah. and I brought up that same argument, and he's like, but what superhero movie isn't like that? Yeah. That's, even Marvel. Like, go look at every Iron Man movie, like, it's just him against a oh, guy yeah. in an iron suit. Yeah, pretty much. Or, like, any any movie is just, like, Doctor Strange, him versus a magician. Yeah. Uh, Black Panther, him against another Black Panther. Yeah. Like, it's all like that. Yeah, it is. And and with this, yeah, I agree with it. But I feel like how the movie plays out its end, I think, makes it a little different from what those other movies are, too. Yeah, I agree. Um, So, what do you think about the action of this movie? You know what? I thought it was pretty refreshing. Yeah. Especially with... They do a lot of things that I feel like I wish, like, Superman... Like, like Man of Steel and stuff would have done. Where like they have a fight between two superpowered people where they're not leveling a fucking city. Yeah, that's true. Where I'm like, why couldn't you have done that? In other <laughs> things, you can't. You, you don't need to have a fucking 911-esque type scenario right. to have a fight between two superpowered people. Right. You could literally just have it where it's like they find themselves. It's all in pu- it's all in public, and they're all seeing it, and they're all terrified. But you're not fucking destroying the entire city. Yeah, all of Philadelphia. Yeah, <laughs> like I thought I thought it was refreshing, and it still it still had stakes, and it still felt like an actual fight. But you weren't like killing an entire city yeah. full of people. Yeah. Like I thought it was I thought it was pretty good for what it was. Yeah. I mean, I granted, I know why they did that in Man of Steel to show, like, the vast power of, like, these alien beings. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I, I appreciate it, too. And it was fairly low stakes. Yeah. Like, if I, if the the main villain here, like, got to have what he wanted and make it bigger stakes. Yeah. You know, like, the hero wins. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> so... Spoiler trick, damn it! <laughs> but, like, it, uh... It... But it's, like, it's contained in, like, Philadelphia. Yeah. Like, it's a fairly kind of personal story. Yeah. Like, it's not, like, this all-encompassing, like, I want to change the world into lizard people or whatever Spider-Man was about. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, it it is refreshing that it is, like, kind of, like, a a self-contained story, granted the fact that 
Shazam is kind of a Superman type character. Yeah. But I don't know, that's I maybe that's that's part of the charm of it too, where I don't feel like I need to be in this lore to really understand what's going on here. Yeah, there were uh, bouts in this where I thought it was going to get into Man of Steel territory. Yeah. Especially when they're, like, kind of flying and, like, kind of punching through the air a bit. Um, but it never really gets there completely. Yeah. Um, I actually could have done with a little bit more action in this, maybe. Um, the runtime in this, I thought, was maybe a little long. Uh, it's but, like a little less than two hours. Or no, it's right like two over hour two mark? hours. It's oh, like really? two hours and ten minutes or something oh, shit. like that. Okay. Um, I, I I never really felt like it was dragging in places, but then like to look at the runtime, I'm like, that seems just like, like a little long. I guess. Yeah. I could have used more action, but I don't know where you trim it. I guess. Yeah. I, I kind of felt like it it moved quite a bit along, but like. I can only remember really two action scenes in the movie. Yeah. I, I thought it was interesting what they did with it to try and like put across uh well like what they do in terms of like why the wizard picks Billy. Yeah. And uh what he ends up doing with the powers and then like seeing like him growing and stuff. I I liked all that all that so Yeah. I mean I don't I don't think I, I felt I didn't feel like I needed more action, but I liked what they did with it. Yeah, okay, I agree. Um, so this movie was only made for a hundred grand, or I'm sorry, a hundred million. Jesus, hundred million, uh, which the is for a blockbuster, kind of low. It's about maybe a half as much as what yeah. some other movies are going for, and I thought it looked good for its budget. Yeah, there's a few times where I thought like uh, Shazam looked a little rubbery. Yeah, but I thought like for like half the budget of like a Marvel movie that sometimes we can like Black Panther. Yeah. When they spent double of what this movie made. Yeah. Or uh was used to make. Yeah. And I felt like it looked just as good. Yeah. Yeah, like the 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 demons themselves look kind of rubbery, but I feel like they could have got away with that because it's like they they don't seem like of this world anyways, so you can kind of get away with oh, they're they're spirits or whatever. Yeah. So like I know, like, a lot of people, like, dog on DC for, like, having, like, big gray monsters at the end of their movies. Yeah. And this one did have seven of them. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I felt like this one kind of gets a pass because they really are... They were statues. Yeah. I would have, like, maybe... Because in the book that this is referenced from, they kind of have the same appearance as this, but they're yeah more colorful. Yeah. So, like, as you can see here... They're taken from the seven deadly sins from my oh yeah my diorama that oh, I have yes, up here yes and all of them are like more of like a different color scheme oh and yeah. that's kind of how they are in the book that this is taken from too gotcha. and I wish I, that maybe it was a little more colorful like that so you could yeah. tell which one was what yeah because they're supposed to be like the seven deadly sins the ones like lust gluttony etc mm, yeah and I really couldn't tell which one was yeah supposed they all kind of run together what. like I liked that the greed one had four arms. That was kind of on the nose. Yeah. And then also the gluttony one was the big fat one. Oh, yeah. But, like, what were the other ones? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I couldn't tell what the other five were supposed to be. Yeah. Then I thought they could have done maybe a better job at designing them to, like, just for shit's sake. Yeah. I'm... But they ended up just kind of... They're more interesting to look at than maybe, like, Doomsday was in BVS. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, they, they were kind of on the 
cutting room floor of like, well, we got we have so much else, so many other things to work with. Yeah, we can't spend all day on these. Yeah, and I totally get that too. Yeah, um, but otherwise, I thought it it, it was pretty good, and uh, the movie was uh funny. Like yeah, not uh, not like everything hit, but like I thought it was really funny. I got some really good laughs out of it. There was a few good parts in this, so <laughs> maybe one I'll bring up in more of like a spoiler talk. Yeah, but like there there was a few points in this. I'm like that was really well done, <laughs> very good, very good. Um, I also really like the aspect of the family dynamic in this. Yeah, a, 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 from Billy Batson's perspective, especially because he's dealing with. Um, trying to find his real family and yeah. being put into all these like foster homes, yeah, and like the two sides of that, I thought were I the strongest part of this yeah. movie. God, this movie, this movie, like portrays foster homes in the most positive light ever. Yeah, like this almost made me want to be an orphan. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, this is another reason I also like the character because there's not a lot of characters that just grow up in foster care in comics or in like mainstream media. Yeah. I mean, you got like Spider-Man who was raised by his aunt and uncle, but yeah. then again, they're just like pseudo parents. Yeah. They're not like, he, he still like has a family. Yeah. And it seems like in comics, every time of like a character loses his family, he just gets really fucking angry about it. Right. Or <laughs> like it gets adopted by a rich billionaire. Yeah. It's like none of these happen in this movie. Yeah. And like granted, like the older versions of Billy Bats and he's kind of like an orphan that lives off by himself. He kind of takes care of himself. Yeah. Which I always found like odd that that is allowed to happen in society. Like, yeah. I, I don't think that could ever really happen <laughs> is that this orphan, like at 14 years old can just like live in an abandoned apartment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Ah, well, I don't know if they lose track of him. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. I guess. But, like, it makes more sense to me that he actually would be, like, in foster care. And yeah. this movie, like, kind of does show, like, how that is is uh, made to happen. Yeah. Um, But I also like in this, too, that for his search of his real parents, yeah, he gets uh something that's a more, like, of an unexpected turn than, I guess, I didn't actually kind of see coming up until like right before it happened yeah like i kind of like oh what if this happened and then that's what kind of did and i'm like oh shit yeah like that was actually surprising yeah. to me and i'll get into more of that in spoilers too but like i thought the family dynamic of this especially with the foster home mm -hmm. was really well like points where like i was misty like near when they're like at the end where they're all kind of like uh really appreciating each other yeah and, I, I, I really enjoyed that a lot, where it felt like this movie had way more heart than any other DC movie to date. Yeah. Even some Marvel movies. Yeah, even the parents were, the, they themselves were former orphans who came together and got married and decided to dedicate their lives to just developing a foster home of their own. Yeah. Where, like, you can see, like, their understanding where they're like, well, yeah, he's gonna do this, I guess. Yeah. Where, like, they're... They are so fucking patient. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or you're like, oh, man, the world needs more people like this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, they, they were some of the best characters in this. The whole That yeah. whole family, especially yeah. the, the foster mother and father. Yeah. Really good. Um, what else? Um, 
I think I have everything I need to say before we get into spoilers. Yeah. Do you have anything else before we get there? I can't really think of much else. Um, Would you suggest people going out to theater to see this? Yeah, I would definitely say it. Uh, Especially from uh, Molly's perspective, she went and saw this with me, and she said this is probably her favorite DC movie so far. It's up, like, I feel like this and Wonder Woman do a great job of actually showing, like, the care for a character that Mm -hmm. it deserves. Wonder Woman does a great job of showing, like, a compassion and heart of a character. Yeah. In which, uh, I, I haven't seen any DC movie really do besides... Uh, this movie, Shazam. Yeah, yeah. Like, Aquaman was a fun time. Yeah. But, like, I don't take it on, like, any deeper level than, like, that was fun. Yeah, exactly. Um, And then this uh, movie does a lot of good stuff with, like, family values mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And it's, like, fun and lighthearted all at the same and, time. Yeah, and I feel like whereas Wonder Woman shows, like, what feels like a genuinely good person that uses their ideals towards something good. Mm-hmm. Like this movie shows how someone could not be that, but then grow into that. Yes, for sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, I would, I would recommend seeing this in the theater as well. Like for sure. get as many people out there seeing this as they it's can. Just, it's a fun movie. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, for sure. So spoilers from spoilers here on plenty. out. Spoilers aplenty. Spoilers aplenty. So the... What did you think of Savannah's uh, origin? I like it. They, from the source material they take it from, it's a bit different. Yeah. Um, he's not in. So in the movie, they do like the same origin as Billy Batson, pretty much. Like mm-hmm. except that he fails the test. Yeah. In the source material that they take it from, he is kind of like an explorer type. That's. He's like a Mark Strong, like, build. Yeah. But, like, he ends up coming across this, like, ancient ruins in which he, like, discovers that magic exists. Yeah. Have you ever seen the Fairly Odd Parents? No. It's like this Cartoon Network show where, like, Timmy Turner, like, has fairy godparents. And, yeah. like, this one, like, teacher of his is obsessed that he thinks that magic exists. Yeah. And he's trying to, like, explain like expose it to the world. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like how Savannah is in the source material to this book. Okay. Where he finds out that magic exists because like something is imbued upon him where he can see magic, but yeah. he can't do magic. He can oh. just see it when it's around and using that ability drains him. And so in actual like past Shazam lore, Dr. Savannah is kind of like this like, gangly goblin-esque like (laughs) mad scientist character yeah so in the source material he becomes like this dashing like mark strong type looking character and like because he uses this ability so much to see magic it like warps him into this goblin-y type mad (laughs) scientist character which i really like i dig that and i thought they were gonna kind of do that in this but they don't really they kind of just turn him into like a bit of a madman yeah but I also like the fact that, like, in order for Shazam the Wizard to pass on his lineage so he there can be a protector, yeah. that he's, like, desperate to find people yeah. in order to do it. And Savannah ended up being, 
one of the first trials. Yeah. And it just ends up like, not, he fell for it just like everybody fucking else did. Yeah. He went for the, he went to bite the apple. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think, uh, I listened to like a review of this and they, one of the, uh, the major critiques they gave about it where it's like, oh, well, why would he be so obsessed with getting magic when he's, he grows up to be Mark Strong, like this big buff dude that he's good looking, like, he seems pretty successful because he's got these people working for him. Right. Trying to find this shit. Right. But I, like, I get that feeling from that scene where it's like something came f- t- from the other side with him because he looks at that magic eight ball. Right. And it says that, like... Find us. Yeah, or find like... us or something where it's like he, he... It gives him that little bit of... It, like, puts that little bit of seed in his brain where it's like, oh, yeah. This something wants me to be like this. Yeah. I, I don't think he would have become the character he is unless that happened to him. Yeah. Like, I think, because he's shit on when he's a kid, I think it would have turned into, like, a measly... Yeah. ...an adult. Like, like he, yeah, he shit on, to a, shit on as a kid and stuff, and, like, they're talking about how he's short and how he's, like, useless and stuff. But, like, the fact that he grows up to be Mark Strong, it's like, well, that shouldn't... Now that he's Mark Strong, I mean, it's like, well, then fuck you, I'm Mark Strong now. Right. But I think the idea that something came through, came from the other side with him, kind of planted that seed in his mind where it's like, I need to find out what this is. Because even when he gets to the other side and he takes over and grabs that thing that goes in his head, they're like, we well, now we found our champion when like all the sins go in his, in his head. Right. Where it's like, I feel like they were kind of, they found some way to groom him to get to this point. See, I... I... Like, that's a fine theory. I like just the fact that he is just became obsessed. And I like that as I'm like a motivation for him as well. Yeah, like, that, that can work too. It's like, I've had a taste of what this could be and I will fucking hell or high water get there again. Yeah. And I like that as like just the focus point of like a villain. Yeah. And I'll get there like no matter the cost. And that total, and that boardroom scene totally reminded me of Dogma. <laughs> oh yeah 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 that that boardroom scene actually was quite horrifying it was like out of nowhere yeah cause that receptionist is just kind of like what is going on and then they like look at that like those like cloudy windows the frosted windows yeah, those frosted windows and it's just like people's like banging and like screaming and it's like being vaporized you're like jesus christ uh, yeah like when he throws his brother out the fucking window. Yeah. And everyone's like, holy shit. And he's like, there's more of that came yeah. from you. He just fucking comedians his brother and then like <laughs> goes yeah. through and just lays waste to the whole fucking. Yeah. The whole boardroom. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, there's like one person left and he's like, oh, what's your sin? Greed? Well, I'll, yeah, le- I'll leave him here for you. Yeah. dad, Lionel yeah. Luther. Yeah. From Smallville. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's so many, like, I listened to, like, a few podcasts about this movie, and it's so funny that, like, so, like, the Dr. Zavanna character is, like, kind of a facsimile for Lex Luthor from the Captain Marvel Superman analog, you know, like that? Yeah. And it's so funny that, like, that, uh, guy, I think his name is John Glover, played Lionel Luthor in Smallville, which is (laughs) Lex Luthor's dad, but he's Dr. (laughs) Savannah's dad as well. It's, it's kind of funny that he... Also meets his end. Uh, yeah, that's good. Um, <laughs> another thing that I was surprised that they did in this, 
I'll leave, I'll, I'll lead up to that. Okay. So, like, the family aspect of this, I really enjoyed a lot. I said I liked the, yeah. the whole foster parent aspect like, of all, this. All the orphans, like, they don't get, like, a, a big role in this, but I think you get enough of them where you can kind of see where they're coming from. Yeah. Like, get, they kind of, they play up enough of a stereotype, I think, where you're like, okay, I can see what you are. Yeah. I, you, I mean, you have, the, oh, the one I want almost more of was uh, Mary. Yeah. Because she's like a big deal in the lore of the Captain Marvel family. Yeah. And what they do in the relaunch of this from the book is that they don't make her actually Billy Batson's sister. Yeah. So in the original book, like Billy Batson gets powers from the wizard. And because he's a twin of Mary that he doesn't know. Mm Mm-hmm. She shares the power with him automatically. Oh shit! Because they're identical. That's and, cool. And like I like that aspect of it that they don't do in these more modern versions of it. She just yeah. happens to be another orphan. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a really cool idea that I, I'm I'm not upset, but like I'm kind of disappointed that they don't follow up with. Yeah. But um, so she ends up being. In the old continuity, Mary Marvel. Yeah. Who becomes like a female version of Captain Marvel. Yeah. And then uh, Freddie Freeman, who's like the cripple kid. Yeah. Becomes Captain Marvel Jr. Yeah. Uh, So let me just harken back to old continuity. (laughs) Captain Marvel says the name of the wizard to grant him power. Yeah. Captain Marvel Jr., says Captain Marvel to grant him power. Oh. So it's like a <laughs> like a secondary mutation almost, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um so that that kind of happens. But then from there, um that's pretty much it. And then there's like an Uncle Dudley Marvel who fakes having powers but somehow is it's in a cartoony type strip oh, so they God. can just kind of fake yeah. like oh yeah ooh, and then <laughs> whatever. <laughs> But then, like, in the current continuity, like, if it's spoilers already, they do, like, that whole thing where they share the powers with everybody. Yeah. Which I didn't think they were actually going to do in this. And then they did. And I'm like, fuck, yes. Oh, dude, that's... I love that part of the movie. Yeah, so fucking cool. Yeah. Like, especially, like, all the people that play, like, the orphans that get the power, like, they still play it in a way where... You can see them as that character, right? Like even like Megan Good playing like that yeah. that that uh that sister that's like always super happy and like yeah. wants to hug everybody. She's always right. like, "Oh my god, I'm so happy! I'm I have powers now." Or yeah. like, "Oh my god, yeah, I can totally see you being that that girl." Right, and like Adrian Brody is one of them. Yeah, like, out of nowhere, like, he's he's Freddie Freeman. Yeah, and Adrian Brody's Freddie Freeman, and then he keeps talking about like he like well. Having powers is new for me. Like I'm super studied up on it, but I like this is what I know and right. everything. Where you're like, yeah, like, they all play it up where like you can see what every character is. Yeah, even like uh like that uh that like fatter Samoan or not Samoan but like fatter Pedro. Mexican. Yeah, like he's like that fat Mexican uh orphan kid. Like he comes up and he's like, like he he's like this like like chiseled jaw savant like. Right kind but you can by what how he talks you can tell that it's him yeah i also like that too that when they finally gets to that point that uh all the like the separate entities that inhabit just shazam himself um are kind of split amongst the group yeah once they transform so like eugene like really 
does like a lot of the electric, oh, uh, yeah, like yeah. electric abilities. Freddie Freeman is like the only one that flies. And oh, Mary Marvel might fly. But then Mary, I think, gets like the wisdom because she's like the smart one. Yeah. And then Pedro is super strong. Yeah. The little girl, I can't, I'm like blanking on her name right now. Is like super fast. Oh yeah. That's so like true. all of like the abilities are kind of yeah. split up amongst the rest of the group, which I'm like, yeah. well, that's everyone has their own. Pedro's like, the strong one because he holds the he holds the, the Ferris, Ferris wheel, wheel in place. Yeah. yeah. I like all that stuff. Like I, and it's just something that they did do in like the source material. I'm like they're not gonna do that. Yeah. They're just gonna have Shazam like end up beating the bad guy, and then it's not going to be a happy ending. Yeah. Maybe they'll do it for a sequel. Yeah. But, like, I think it's the fact that, like, because he's, like, a lesser-known character, they're like, just throw everything at it. Yeah. And I I was happy that they did. They yeah. didn't hold back much of anything. The one disappointment that I have in the movie yeah. is that they don't have Tawny the Tiger in this. <laughs> and they do... So, in the source material that they base this off of... Uh, Billy Batson spends a lot of time after hours going to this zoo. Yeah. And, like, just hanging around this tiger cage. Yeah. And so when it's, I mean, it's kind of on the nose. It's like, oh, he hangs out at a zoo and hangs around with a tiger, blah, 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 blah. But when push comes to shove and action ends up, like, coming down to Billy Batson, like, running into this abandoned, not abandoned zoo, but this closed zoo to, like, hide out from the big bad from the book... Like, he ends up by this tiger cage and ends up sharing his abilities with this tiger as, like, <laughs> as well as, like, his whole family. So this tiger becomes, like, Battle Cat from He-Man and this big fucking beast of an animal to, like, attack, like, the bad guy. That's awesome. And I'm like, they could have easily put that in there. But there's, like, a lot of tiger stuff, if you notice, that are, like, sprinkled in the movie. Yeah. Like if, I guess if you weren't looking for it or weren't familiar with the character, you wouldn't have noticed it. Yeah. But, like, he's got a tiger on his book bag. Yeah. He gives a tiger. He wants to win the tiger from his mom at that carnival. Oh, he gives true. one to that little girl. Yep. Like, his little, like, medallions that hold his cape on have tiger emblems on them. <laughs> like, there's a lot of, like, symbolism yeah. like that going on. That doesn't really mean much of anything besides, like, maybe later there'll be a tiger thrown into the, <laughs> a sequel. But, um,. I was kind of disappointed they didn't throw everything into the skillet. Like, I see something for the sequel, Troy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sequel bait. That's what it sequel is. Sequel bait. <laughs> but uh, I I uh, really appreciate those little those little fine touches. Right on. Speaking of all the bad guys in this, yeah. uh, Mark Strong, I think, does a really decent job doing uh, Dr. Savannah stuff. Yeah, I just like Mark Strong. Me like, too. He's, he's just a good... He's good at what he does. And, he, and, he, and he's in a ton of superhero stuff. Yeah. He's like in as much superhero stuff as Dijon Hot Soup. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, Even and, being in Sherlock Holmes, that's kind of a superhero in yeah. a way. I mean, he just was in two Kingsman movies. Yeah. He's in Kick-Ass. Yeah. He was in Green Lantern, yeah. which I don't hate him in Green Lantern. I just think Green Lantern is just a bad movie, <laughs> but I like him as Sinestro. Yeah. Um, and then he, he's in this where I, he's like, does a great job. Yeah. Like I, I listened to one review where they said that his character maybe falls flat and I don't see it. I know he does a, an adequate job of carrying yeah. this movie along. Yeah. I, I feel like he, he plays the role that a character like Shazam needs. Like he's just that antagonist that 
kind of puts him in his place where like he yeah like the him showing up means that he has that Shazam has to grow up for sure. Um, and then uh, speaking of like him growing up, I I really like um him coming into his own in this. So like he. It's kind of like a Spider-Man syndrome. When Spider-Man first gets his powers, he wants to exploit his abilities to make money. Yeah. And that be him being a kid, he's like, well, I don't know how to be a superhero, but I can know... Being an orphan and on my own, I know how to, like, exploit this to make, like, a personal game. Oh, totally. And I totally like that he does that in the movie. Yeah. He's like, well, now that I got this, I don't got to fucking go to school. I don't got to listen to you, Freddy. I'm just going to do whatever I want. Oh, yeah. And that kind of blows up in his face. And I like that, like, in so, he, yeah. like has like personal growth in the movie and learns a lesson. Yeah. And I, and that, and with his search for his like biological parents. Yeah. This was another great point uh, of the movie. That turns into like a real holy shit. Like that's fucking sucks moment. Yeah. Like what I've been blabbing on forever. Why don't you go on and talk about that? Cause well, that's no. one of my favorite parts of the movie. But yeah, like uh, when Billy Batson finally finds out where his uh, mom is based on uh, one of the orphans, Finds out yeah, where Eugene she, finds yeah, out. Yeah, Eugene finds out where she lives. And he goes there and, like, it's just, it ends up just being, like, this woman that, like, just had him at a very young age. Where I even like how they play that, too. Where, like, they kind of show that scene from, like, from, like, Billy's perspective and then, like, her perspective. Right. Where it's, like, she's, they're at the carnival and she's, and he's, like, give me the tiger. And she's, like... Well, you can't have it. <laughs> like, yeah. Like when you first see it, she's like, "Well, you can't have it, sweetie." Yeah. Or, I'm trying to. My, I'm doing yeah, my I'm best. I'm trying my best. Here. And then, then when they show from her perspective, she's like, "I'm trying my best." Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then the uh, yeah, and then like he they they like he like gets away from her, and then uh, like when she comes back to get him, he's like, she's she just kind of comes to that conclusion where it's like I am not fit to. Raise a child and just kind of leaves him. Yeah. Like, that was, like, oh, so heartbreaking. Especially, like, having, like, a kid of my own. Yeah. I could not ever imagine yeah. being able to do that. Yeah. They even found, like, a good way to, like, really, like, put the knife in where at the end. Because the whole thing is uh, that carnival game where he asks for the tiger. She gets, like, a compass and, like, just gives it to him. Right. And then at the end, he's like, well... I guess you can have this then when he leaves her and she's like, what's this? Yeah. Or it's like, oh shit. Jesus like, Christ. Like, yeah, there's like a thing that he's been like, he's been like living on this for so long where it's like, this is proof that my mom exists. Yeah, I'll that, find my way yeah, back this to is, you. Yeah, this is the only thing that I have where it's like, yeah, I'll find my way back to my mom. And then he gives it to her and she's like, oh, I don't even know what this is. Why are yeah, you giving it to me? Yeah, what is this? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> holy shit. Yeah. Like it just totally just digs the knife in deeper that it's like everything that he's been, he's been living off of all this time like she didn't even care or know about yeah like it really struck a chord in me when he goes sorry mom that uh that i let left you yeah like and he, he's, he and I, he, she didn't say this but it's just like well you didn't leave me i i left you yeah and it's like holy shit like he shows up like super apologetic that he even that he ran away from her, but it was like it's and not it wasn't on even you. that he ran away. He dropped his compass to go get it back. Yeah, yeah, I'm back now. I'm sorry. Where it's like, ugh, fuck, man. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if a parent wants to find you, she she'd fucking find you in this time. Like, yeah, you're, it's not on you. But he's 
He's lived with his guilt for so long that it's like, I I ran away. She lost me. It's my fault. I need to find her. Right. And then finding her and then being like, well, no, actually, I just didn't really care what happened to you. Yeah. You're like, oh, fuck. I thought that was an amazing addition to this movie. Yeah, it was good. And it really, like, sets into, like, sets in mind, like, his purpose. Yeah. And, like, family is what you make it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you have these, these real biological parents out there. Yeah. But, like, they're not really, like, your parents. Yeah. yeah they, they they raised you up until, like, you were, what, six? Yeah. But like, then, his like... Dad, his dad ran off, and then his mom just kind of left him at a carnival, and then was like, oh, nah, he's fine. Looks like the police have this under yeah, the control. Police, yeah, the police are taking better care of him than I ever did, and they all they did was wrap a blanket around him and set him on top of their car. <laughs> yeah. So God knows what you did. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> but then, yeah, like, when the, he, it was then that I realized, like, what I have now is a better than I'll ever have with you. Yeah. And I was like, that is a fucking, like, amazing turn of, like, uh, not turn of phrase, but just, like, a, t- uh, like a turn of events. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God, like, you didn't even realize what you had going for you because you were yeah. so obsessed with this one mission. Yeah, and especially with, like, all the references you brought up earlier about, like, orphans in comics where they're always so based on revenge or yeah. being brought in by these otherworldly-type characters where it's, like, it, it feels so refreshing to have this character that it's, like, no, I just, I, I, I want to find a family that's fits me. I'm right. not I'm not going to be super judgmental or make it for me into this weird revenge monster right <laughs> i want to yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna find my own family and and try and make the best of it yeah um i i i that was like the strongest part of the movie for me like this the whole family aspect of this yeah if i i i couldn't knock it for anything like i if anything it brought the most heart even it, it outclasses Marvel movies. Yeah, for me, like the only time it ever a Marvel movie really got to this point was like in Age of Ultron, where you see Hawkeye's family, yeah. and you see that there's actually like something else behind yeah. all these characters that yeah. really gets them to be the people that they are. Yeah, and uh, I, I I really think that movie is like, the, or this movie rather, like uh, really excels in that. Yeah, I know like this. Like, this movie is the only thing that kind of makes me bummed that the DC Universe never works. I would love to see Shazam and Batman interact. Yeah, and, like, so this movie technically takes place in the same universe as BVS. Yeah, it does, because they do reference, like, uh... Oh, fuck. I keep forgetting the (laughs) the other kid's name. Oh, Freddy. Yeah, Freddy, like, he has so many different types of memorabilia from Superman and Batman... Which I like that aspect of it, too, because it kind of shows, like, what a fan base from this world looks like. Yeah. Where they're, like, buy- they're buying, like, flattened bullets that are supposedly, like, based... Yeah. Like, that are supposedly Authenticated been- as, like, being bounced off Superman. Yeah, being Superman. bounced off Superman. Yeah. Which, I, lo- I love that. And then they did that whole scene where, like, they have the robber continuously shoot him. <laughs> we're like, oh, try the head, try the head! Yeah, shoot him in the face! <laughs> <laughs> well, I love that shit, but no, but I, I I love when they when uh, movies like this do kind of that aspect where you can kind of see what a fan base from this world looks like, where it's like, oh, I got a flattened bullet from Superman and shit like that. 
But no, I would I would have loved to have seen a moment in a Justice League movie that's where Shazam and Batman interact, where it's like, man, I feel sorry for you. You never really found your family, right? And Batman's like, fuck, yeah, I never gave, <laughs> I never even gave myself a chance to even find a family. I was right. too hell bent on trying to avenge the one that I lost. Yeah, where it's like, man, they've been a fucking fun ass scene, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Um, then Warner Brothers had to fuck it all up. I know, man. It's so like, I, I, I think going forward, I know DC wants to have like their own kind of standalone movies and everything, but Mm -hmm. like Aquaman and this and most likely Wonder Woman 84 are still kind of connected to that joint universe. Yeah. But I think. From here on out, they're kind of, kind of, just like, kind of cut ties with all that stuff. Yeah, which is perfectly fine. With it's me. fine. Yeah, like the sequel to this doesn't have to be connected whatsoever no. to anything. Like no. they, I think they've already established a good enough footing. Exactly, they can do whatever they want. Yeah. And speaking of, do you want me to explain what's going on? At please, the end? please do. <laughs> I, I got out of it. and I was like, okay, there's a weird worm talking to <laughs> so. Savannah. So a big bad guy of the Shazam uh, universe is called the is a character called Mister Mind. Yeah, which is like this prehistoric evil mind that like inhabits just this worm. Yeah, and it's it's like a ridiculous, <laughs> stupid idea. It's not any dumber than any other idea, but it's yeah. just like he and he is just like the evil mind that just happens to inhabit this minuscule creature yeah and that's pretty much what it is it's just a fun goofy idea yeah and like i i like it because it's kind of stupid yeah (laughs) and that's why i'm kind of excited for it (laughs) that's the only real reason yeah um but also to the fact that black adam is also he's referenced in this yeah yes he is referenced in this and also dwayne johnson is supposed to be Black Adam. Yeah. He's been known to be Black Adam even before this movie was even a th- exactly, thought. Exactly. Um, and he was an executive producer on this movie as well. Mm. So I'm assuming he's going to be showing up in the sequel to this. Yeah, yeah, because they, they, cause they make reference to him because he's supposed to be the, the champion that fucked over. He was over, the previous champion. Yeah, he's yeah. the champion that fucked over. The Council the, of yeah, Wizards. Yeah, the Council of Wizards. And that's why there's only one left. Yeah. Yeah. So like I in uh in the books they the Shazam wizard banishes him to a star that's like light years away. Mm-hmm. Um because he really can't at this point take the magic away from him because they're like an equal footing. Yeah. So he banishes him to a star that's like light years away and the only way to get back because they don't really have teleportation powers. Yeah. Um, is to fly back to Earth, like like find where the magic lies, head mm-hmm. towards it, and just fly there. Yeah. And it's five thousand years away, <laughs> and so like it happened in like ancient Egypt. Yeah, and so because Black Adam is an Egyptian. Yeah, and so like he fucking he gets that power, goes corrupt, like starts fucking shit up. Shazam banishes him, like old wizard Shazam yeah. banishes him to the star, and he makes his way back to Earth. Like, in a 5,000-year flight. Jesus. And he finally gets back to Earth in the source material. And the whole time, he's never changed back to his original form. He just stays his godly form. Yeah. But, like, in the book, Shazam tricks him into saying his name. And so he ages 
5,000 years in a second and disintegrates into dust. Oh my god. Yeah. I don't know if they'll ever do that for the movie because, like, Black Adam is, like, I think a really great character. Yeah. Um, and I feel like, I think I've heard, like, DC wants to kind of build him as, like, an anti-hero or something. Yeah, I can, he is an anti-hero in the book. He rides the line between good and evil all the yeah. time. He's kind of like a, like, DC's Doctor Doom. He okay. runs his own nation. Yeah. And it's kind of like a refuge of people who are, like, he's kind of like a Magneto and Doctor Doom all put together. Mm. He runs, like, a refuge of superhumans that, like, are looked down upon. But it's, like, in the Middle East yeah. or whatever, so you can play with all those kind of, like, Middle East tropes and all that kind of... He's a very interesting character. Sweet. Yeah, but he has, like, all the powers of, like, Shazam. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's just, like, a, a cool inverse of it. Oh, my goodness. I feel like we've gone on a long time about I know, this. No, you, you are all I know, about Shazam. I fucking love Shazam, okay? <laughs> I love it. Dude, I'm... But, in all honesty, I'm on that same boat with you. Like, I had a lot of fun watching this. Yeah. I I was on board all like I had a smile from almost ear to ear this entire movie because it was just it was just it felt like a like like a superhero movie that needed to be made yeah like like I said before it doesn't break the mold no like it doesn't do anything like way like trying to change the game or anything yeah. like that but it does it just good enough that it's like yeah. This was a solid movie. Yeah. It's a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Well, we're following all these Marvel films that are like just on this spectrum that like everything is so life or death. Yeah. And then we're on these DC movies that most of them are not good. (laughs) We're like, now we've have one where it's like, no, this is a superhero origin story that's not taking itself seriously at all. Where it's like, I, I felt like. This genre needed something like this. Yeah. Just for a good reset. Yeah, exactly. It's like, remember what superhero movies are? Here you go. Yeah, here's, here's a good one. one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And here's it's a, fun. Yeah, here's here's a here's a superhero origin story that's it it's not breaking the mold, but it it feels like genuine and it make it's gonna make you feel good. Yeah. And that's all I kind of want, especially right before Endgame, which is exactly. probably going to be dour. Exactly. And right before, like, Hellboy, which is getting very poor reviews, as I've seen. <laughs> God damn it. we got to review that next week, too. Ugh. I don't know when I'm going to be able to see it. I don't either. It's going to be down to the wire again, I'm yeah, going to tell you. it is. But, uh, so, yeah, overall, Shazam, I'm just going to, let's just wrap it up here. I'm, I'm way in love with this movie. Like, yeah. is it the best movie I've ever seen? No. No. But... I, I'm going to rate it pretty... Oh, before I rate it, I wanted to bring up something that they were doing at the end that I brought up earlier when yeah. Mark Strong and Shazam... Uh, like so Oh, when they're yelling! When they're, when <laughs> the they're the fighting it, and like, he goes to monologue oh. and they're like a football field away and like Mark Strong's just going on and on and on and then it cuts to Shazam I, and he's like, I can't hear anything you're I saying. I was losing my shit. <laughs> that was the best. I fucking loved that. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> it was so. It was such a stupid fun joke. It was so stupid, and it went yeah. on for just the right amount of time. It like, was amazing. It was so smart. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, so anyway, um, what would you grade Shazam? Uh, like I'm on the same spectrum with you that I had a lot of fun watching this. I was smiling from ear to ear almost the entire movie. Like it just made me feel good throughout the entire thing and even like the whole 
orphan kid taking advantage of his powers, blah, blah, blah. Like, it just... It, it, it doesn't fucking reinvent the wheel, but yeah. I had a blast the whole way through. I'm going to give it a solid A. I loved, I loved it. Yeah. I am also going to give it a solid A. Yeah. And, like, it may be a bias that I love this character, but, like, I... I feel like this is like the best kind of Superman movie that we can we have so far. Exactly. And even it's not even like a real Superman movie. It's a Superman pastiche, mm-hmm. but it's not really Superman. Yeah. But it's like something that you can do with that character that like we haven't seen yet. Yeah. Granted, also Superman is in this movie for yeah, a second. Right. I know because I remember kept, I kept hearing about like how they wanted Henry Cavill to do a cameo in this, and the, but he kept saying he didn't want to. And right. I'm like, that's where he wanted it. That's where they wanted that cameo to be. Yeah, like at the very end, where it just they just show like the suit, like right they cut it off right yeah, at the neck, right at the head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, and it's for like literally a second and a half. He walks yeah. in and Freddie Freeman jizzes his pants. <laughs> it's so good. That, man, that would have been fun, though. Yeah, to get Cavill just, in just for Cavill, one second. Cavill would be like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been amazing. I don't see why. It would have yeah. taken a half a day of shooting. Yeah. This movie is the, the the one thing that makes me pissed the DCEU didn't work. Yeah. Because Shazam would be such a fun character, especially with like all of... Like, imagine, like, Justice League with Shazam. Yeah. Like, he would be the one thing that would just totally take this universe and make it different. Right. You can also play with the fun fact that they don't know that he's a kid. Yeah. And he's, like, there in his adult body, and he's like, I don't know how to fucking handle this situation. Yeah. Like, that's how, like... I feel like they tried to play the Flash in the Justice League yeah, movie. Like, yeah, like, he's, like, this super all-powerful being, but he connects more with, like, Flash and... Uh, like Cyborg. Cyborg, who are, like, these kids that are like, why are you talking to us? You're, yeah. like, a dude. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, like, I don't think it's ever gonna happen. But... It's, yeah, it's never gonna happen, but it's, like, this is, like, the one movie that, make, that bums me out that the DCEU didn't work. Yeah. Too bad. Ugh. My God, yeah, well, Shazam was great. Shazam's fun, and I I'm really looking forward to them doing a sequel, and then a possible movie in the future where it's him and Black Adam yeah. too. Yeah, why not? Scorpion King it up. Scorpion King the <laughs> shit up. Yeah, because it's almost the exact same premise. <laughs> a bad guy from Egypt becomes so popular he gets his own spinoff movie, and then turns into a Play-Doh version of a scorpion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then Randy Couture plays him in the sequel. Uh, anyway, what is there anything else you've been into this last week? Uh, the only thing I've really watched is uh, I saw the movie Vice. Yeah? With uh, Christian Bale playing Dick Cheney. Yeah? Uh, it's different. I, I It's a really interesting film. Okay. Like, uh, I feel like... Uh, God damn it, what's his name? The guy that directs it. Oh, I don't know. I, uh, I couldn't tell But he did, like, stepbrothers and shit. Um, okay. But, like, Go on, I'll look it up while you're talking. But, like, uh, he... I feel like he's slowly turning into, like, late-stage Oliver Stone, where, like, he does... He'll make this movie... Adam McKay. Adam McKay. Like, he, he makes, like, a movie that has, like, a, a message... But then he'll throw in, like, these weird, like, offshoot 
kind of uh, scenes in in like intermingling with like the scene that he's shooting to kind of get its message message across more. Where I'm like, it, it, it's weird. Like there's sometimes where it's kind of funny and I'm I'm into it, but there's other times where it's like you're you're kind of I don't know. It's kind of weird. <laughs> Is this uh, I'm gonna say more of a comedy than it's billed as. Or is it more of like a drama? Or is it ride the line? I don't know. Maybe yeah, rides the line. I'd say okay. Because there's there's scenes where like it, it's it's funny. There's other scenes where like he's trying to get a message across. I don't think it necessarily reaches like the dramatic too much. But I don't know. I think like with his subject subject material in general, what he's trying to convey. I think he kind of cuts himself off because he tries to put it in like a comedic sense where it's like, well, if you're trying to put across that Dick Cheney was a fucking monster, you're not doing a good job because a lot of the scenes are kind of, are are like funny. Yeah. Or a lot of the scenes don't feel like they're real. Yeah. That's kind of what the uh, feeling I got from the trailers. Yeah. Like they they do put across scenes where it's like oh yeah Dick Cheney was a monster but then yeah. there's also other scenes where like they do a decent job of showing like Dick Cheney is a nutso psycho but like the system allowed him to be and okay. like elevated him to the point that he was so that he could like spread his madness to the to the country. Okay. <laughs> All right. Like everyone knew he was a psycho, but they were like, "Well, he's good enough to get me to where I'm gonna go, to where I want to be, so I'm gonna help him in his in his in his plight or whatever." Sure. There's like a scene in this where like it's like halfway through the movie where like they get to a point where Dick Cheney's like, "Well, I'm gonna get out of politics because I'm not popular. No one wants me around. I'm like, and like my my sis my my daughter has." My daughter's come out as gay, so even if I do want to run for political office, that's going to be used against me because I'm a Republican. Yeah. So, fuck it. I'm not going to go into politics. And they do this whole fucking scene where they play it out where, like, Dick Cheney and his wife are, like, frolicking through this field with, like, their daughters. And they're, like, playing this whole thing where it's, like, Dick Cheney became the CEO of Halliburton and was happy. (laughs) And then his wife wrote multiple books and whatever. And and his daughter and his other... his his daughter that came out as gay and his other daughter lived happily happy happy lives and everything was was good in the end and they start rolling the end credits and then it just ends with like a phone call and it's George W. Bush saying, Will you be my vice president? Oh. <laughs> Where it's like like that's an awesome scene because like the minute he gets proposed to be vice president, then that's when like shit starts churning in his head where it's like, Well, I could have all the power in the world and not have to be in the forefront because it's all George right. W. Bush and everything. Right. Where, yeah, where it's like, even when he was like willing to let all this like shitty power go, things kept bringing him back into the forefront. Where it's like, I can use this. Hmm. I will use this. So I like that aspect of it, but I feel like the movie itself doesn't take its subject material serious enough for me to take it seriously. Okay. It kind of made me want to, like, go on Wikipedia and look up Dick Cheney to be like, how much of a piece of shit was he really? <laughs> yeah. 
But it's an interesting. It's an interesting movie, and there's really good uh, performances in it too. Yeah, I I did want to check this one out. <clears throat> okay. So yeah, I, I'd say if you're super interested, check it out. But don't have super high hopes for it. Okay. And Ugh. that's really all I've been into. I haven't really watched a lot this week. I haven't been much to anything either. I I binged a lot of Shazam stuff uh, for a review for Imperious Rex. So I reread the uh, new Fifty Two version of Shazam, where it reintroduces the character in the modern age. I reread, or not reread, but read for the first time like a more contemporary story of Shazam. I did a lot of Shazam stuff. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, but, that being said, I love the character, so it wasn't really a, a huge deal. Uh, the only other thing is, like, I have been playing more Red Dead on the weekends. Yeah? Just launched uh, my PlayStation account to tie in with my Twitter account. So now anytime <laughs> I catch a bitchin' fish, you better believe I'm posting that on Twitter. <laughs> so, <laughs> And that's the only kind of stuff I want to post on that. Just like, the dumb fucking shit. And you it, caught a big motherfucker. <laughs> it was the like legend on Saturday. Yeah, it was the legendary smallmouth bass. God damn, that thing was enormous. It was too big. It was like almost as big as you are. Uh, it, the, the funny thing is, you have to strap it to the back of your horse. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you can't, like if you hunt another animal like on your way back to camp. Because, yeah. okay, so for the legendary fish, did you catch any of those yet? No. So, like, you have to mail those to somebody. Really? So, like, you have to carry those to a post office. And on your way, <laughs> if you decide to just hunt another animal, you have to replace one or the other. Oh, my. So, like, <laughs> that's why I've been carrying around two horses with me. Like, I have my main horse and one that I became friends with. <laughs> And so, like, if you whistle for them, both of them come, so you can strap all your other stuff to the other horse as a secondary transport or whatever. Oh, my God. So, that, but that's been my goal for, like, the last, uh, for my, well, I don't even know if I'll get to it this weekend, because it's Macy's birthday. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, it's, uh, that's all I've been wanting to do, is just catch all the legendary fish in this. But, like, yeah, that... That's crazy. That one is the legendary smallmouth bass, which is, ended up being, like, 20 pounds or Jeez, something like it's that. It's in fucking enormous... It looks like you caught it's a ridiculous. monster. It looks like you caught a monster. It's ri- It's stupid. <laughs> but I love catching fish in and that then, game. then, like, your caption for it was, Yeah! <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> And so look forward to some of that on my personal Twitter and hit me up on how awesome my fucking Twitter posts fucking are going to be. Christ. But that's pretty much it. That's all I've been into this last week. Uh, so JT, before we go, you want to take one more swing of this very old Burton? God Christ, let's do it. Let's do it. OJ, thanks for the, OJ, thanks for the swig. Thanks for the hangover tomorrow. Oh, for sure. It is getting very late and I got to be up so early, but mm. it's going to be worth it. I had a good time this this day shazam <laughs> you bet here we go mm. Ooh. Mm. asmr <laughs> yeah <coughs> oh yeah that hunter proof my god yeah oh <sighs> so good we're just we're definitely do some old fashions with that oh <sighs> it'll be here it'll be up on the shazam fridge hell yeah here we go so, JT, if you want to thank OJ for the swig of that very old Burton, 
where could you Bert, do it from? That burden, especially. I will. <laughs> I will thank OJ and Bucky Furman on Twitter. Also, Bucky Furman on Instagram and him at Bucky Furman on Snapchat. Troy. Uh, hey, I'll talk to you at Tour to the Max on Twitter. And if you want to hit us both up, why don't you do so at Review Review Pod on Twitter as well. All of our new episodes are uploaded onto ReviewReviewPod.Podbean.com, as well as a slew of other places such as uh, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Uh, Apple Podcast, and if you're there, why don't you rate and review us? Because uh, if somebody or if you like the show, it helps other people find the show. And if you want to write into the show, do so at reviewreviewpod at gmail dot com. Yes, my uh, little brother Corey actually said that somebody has a review of us up on Apple Podcasts. Because really, he put one up on there. But I haven't been able to find out how to retrieve them yet. What the fuck? So I'll, because uh, I thought they were going to just, tr- like, uh, be actually on our Podbean account because they're linked. Yeah. And they're not. So next week I'll have them, because I just actually remembered them just now. I'll try to Sweet. find it and I'll at least copy and paste them Sweet. something. I hope it's negative. <laughs> I think one was. Yes! I think, I think his is positive because he calls you out to want to review Crocodile Dundee. Yeah. But I think the other one is a negative one, so I'm stoked to read it. I can't wait. Yeah. I love negative reviews. Me too. I love them. (laughs) It's just so humbling. (laughs) But uh, but that's going to be the show for this week, JT. Monday. What do you got coming up? It's a week removed, but it's a WrestleMania review. There you go. We called it a a whole week to watch the whole nine hours of wrestling it'll take you that long to watch it (laughs) yeah but uh we called in the heavy hitter yeah for our wrestlemania review called in the coach that's right we got coach on the show reviewing wrestlemania 35 and a slew of other wrestling things as well yeah also a a really detailed uh update on troy's raisin cinnamon (laughs) bread that he made oh yeah Spoilers, we recorded that show before this one, <laughs> yeah. so it's uh, pretty great. We get a live update by C. Danger. We get a run in by her, and she gives us a full rundown. Full rundown on Troy's fucked up raisin bread. <laughs> you may... uh, so check that out. It's going to be a great time on Monday. Yeah. Uh, uh, but until then, JT, I've been short of the max extreme. Well, well, wait, the, the next week we're doing Hellboy. Oh, yeah, uh, next Thursday, Hellboy. Forgot Hellboy. to go on from that. So uh, head out to the theaters to check that out. Yeah. I don't Heard know it's going to be. Uh, too, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Heard it's doing uh, not as good as Shazam, <laughs> but uh, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. But uh, check that out. Yes. And then uh, we'll see where it goes from there, won't we? For sure. For All sure. Right. Well, yeah. until then, I've been short of the Max. I am JTF3K. And uh, we are uh, off. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs>